0: On the Bamcast. I told you that motherfucker was scandalous. Now we get to break him off some. One star. We're it.
1: Alright, welcome to the Vampcast. Hey! hey! Bamcast. G- Hello, Vampcast! Hello! Episode 382. Ooh, numbers. Uh, so I'm Harlow I'm Mackie uh, I'm BJ I'm Chuck And what we do each and every episode of the Bamcast is We go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie Come in here and talk about it for the first half And then we rate them Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies We got one to five jocks as a robot jocks Yeah, right! robot jocks! Woohoo! <laughs> However, there are bad bad movies As <laughs> stay away, they get a negative slugging scale One to five bags as a douche bags after bags of douche Ooh. And bad movies in general Blah uh, So, you know, we were thinking... How many Bamfcast alums can we put in one movie and watch it? And uh, <laughs> the computer spat out uh-huh. 1992's Trespass. It did. Mm. <laughs> Spit it right out. Yeah, it did. Forcibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Phil Paxton, Ice-T, William Sather, Ice Cube, uh, a litany of other people that have been in Bamfcast movies. But Tiny Lister. Zeus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's get a plot summary uh, out of the way and talk more about this. Two Arkansas firemen, Vince and Don, get hold of a map that leads them to a cache of stolen gold in an abandoned factory in East St. Louis. What they don't know is that the factory is in the turf of a local game who come by to execute one of their enemies. Vince sees the shooting, the gang spots Vince, and extended mayhem ensues. Oh, <laughs> extended mayhem. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
2: It's
3: okay. Sure.
2: Extended mayhem. Yeah.
3: That was the original title for this film, <laughs> Extended Mayhem. I like that that's such a
2: long plot summary, where they're like, did you ever see Treasure Sierra Madre? Mm-hmm. Because it's kind of that.
1: Yeah. We trespass of the serum, Andre. Yeah. So, real quick. Uh-huh. So,
3: this movie, the, uh, Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis wrote it. They wrote yep. it, like, back in the 70s. Yep. And the script had just laid around forever. Uh, so... And of course, right when they dis- when it got made, directed by Walter Hill, by the way, who is now for some reason a Banff
1: Guest alum, because <laughs> we, we went from two months ago <laughs> discussing whether or not we could ever do a Walter Hill movie to having done two in like one month. It. Yeah, yep,
3: yeah. Um, Thanks, Shout Factory. Exactly. Uh, so this was going to come out in the summer of '92. Well, also the LA riots happened around that time, and this movie was a, a, initially called The Looters yeah so they were like oh god we can't release a movie called the looters during the looting so they pushed it to christmas and changed it to trespass which i don't know why they didn't just change it to trespass and put it out why they had to Mm -hmm. wait six months because there's nothing remotely related you know if you just want to get racist and say well it's got black people in it
2: well at the same time i will say was when uh ice T's cop killer it yeah, was out. that's true. And so he was I being think, very vocal about the... I think that played
3: a yeah. part in it okay. as well. But yeah, so this was a, <laughs> a Christmas Day release, mm-hmm.
0: 1992. So, yeah. Yeah. Why not trespassers or trespassing or... Because they were all... Nah. Trespass. So they're all trespassing. Tres... <laughs> they had... Trespassinators. <laughs> Listen, they had
2: three passes.
0: I trespass. see. I see. Get, get it? it. Yes. Ha. There were ha. actually zero passes in this movie. It's true. Nobody had a pass.
3: A couple of people get a pass at the end though. Burn! That also happens yeah, in this is movie. True. Yeah,
0: that's
3: <laughs> true.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, this makes marks uh, the seventh Ice-T movie. we've Seven. done. Seven. That's a lot. Seven, the fourth Ice-T movie. Yeah. First with the both of them. Yes. If I'm not mistaken.
1: Yes. Is this the only one where they're together? Seven. <laughs> did i just throw it <laughs> they weren't in into seven the wheel? Uh, uh, <laughs> well i mean like i honestly like there was a point in time where i was like did the ices ever come together and then i they was did. neglecting trespass but yeah i don't think they did i was did wondering either. if it ever happened again i don't think
3: so unless it's some weird later thing after
2: maybe if ice t know.
3: showed up in a are we there yet movie or something uh,
2: <laughs> or ice <laughs> cube was on an episode of
1: law and order yes FVU. Yeah. Not just regular law and order. Mm, nah. They're special. <laughs> That's right. Special victims. <laughs> unit.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. That, uh-huh. So. Uh, right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so this movie, I mean, it starts with like a little bit of Ice-T Ice Cube doing something, but not important.
2: They're watching a gang hit. Yeah. Or, or not a gang hit, but what appears to be some kind of deal gone wrong. Right. But they're watching it. on. Video. They're watching the video of someone who videoed
1: it yes right which is a Character which is a poor way to start your video. movie like yeah zoomed in on uh crt tv like it, close up so it was like welcome to your blu-ray here you can count the pixels mm-hmm. yeah. with one hand Not nice a good tease, look. like
2: look like it was filmed through a screen door <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you but gotta fix your camera
3: you know this was a year after like jfk and like this is when like multiple formats started really infiltrating the fuck out of movies
2: yeah, it, it shows Ricochet up throughout had it,
3: too. I mean, you know. yeah,
2: but this shows up throughout the movie. Yeah, there's where there's literally
3: a character in their gang with a video quarter. His name is video,
2: which apparently was a thing amongst gangs in the early 90s.
3: Seems like a bad idea. It does. Recording all your crime. Just a hunch.
1: I, I think it's more just the brazen nature. Oh, of I know. We can do whatever. we want. I'm just kind saying, of thing. like, yeah, you know.
3: As a 21st century white guy (laughs) Seems
0: like a bad idea They're they're just nah Why do I I
3: want
2: to put down the video camera (laughs) We flaunt copyright warning That that could be evidence later (laughs) Yeah flagrant disregard for the FBI Warning (laughs) I just video the TV
1: (laughs) And put it on YouTube Oh god (laughs)
3: But like the movie kicks off uh, As our other two main characters Bill Paxton and William Sadler Are firefighters and they are p- trying to put out a fire. And mm-hmm. there's this guy who kind of like accosts them with a gun in the midst of this fire. Of an inferno. Yeah. And is just shouting like, take the thing. I never I never did anything with it. It's still there here. The Lord's come to haunt me, yeah. et cetera, I got to go.
2: While, holding, <laughs> while brandishing a gun.
3: Yes. Because they're hands, like, whoa, dude. <laughs> hands them the envelope full of whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then,
2: then walks into the fire. Rather than shoot himself in the head. <laughs> yeah. He takes had, a one way trip to burning man. He, yeah. had to, he
1: had to purify himself in the no, that, fires of Lake Minnetonka. That's he shouldn't have done no? that. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Use the
3: gun. He'll be <laughs> done <dead laughs> real quick. The fires the, a bad way yeah, to go. Or
0: the fire fighters were there to rescue you. Yeah. So you could just be rescued and die pleasantly of old age.
1: That too. No. I uh, he he was crazy, I think.
0: Yeah.
2: But what it is is it's a newspaper article about an old church that had a bunch of priceless gold artifacts in it mm-hmm. and they're all missing and a map yep what a very crudely drawn map of a, like a
3: terrible map
2: yeah it's basically a room with an X in one section of it
3: well he pulls out like this old like parchment paper cool looking thing on the back and then opens it up and it's just a child's drawing of a room and mm-hmm. three windows and you're just like that's
1: a, that's the worst fucking map It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like that's just terrible um, they hadn't invented cartography when he did that. Really? Yeah, <laughs>
3: I don't think that's true. No, <laughs> no. Huh. <laughs> but yeah, so Bill Paxton's the one who uh, uncovers all this stuff, and he just he takes it over to William Sadler. Is like, hey, we, we solved a crime. This is cool. Mm-hmm. Let you know. Let's turn this over to the authorities. And William Sadler right away is like, hold on. Uh, hold up. What hey. if we find it? What if we
0: go get it? I want to know. First <laughs> off, first <laughs> things first. Go on. It is obviously it's obvious that this guy is just a complete shit ass. He is. I mean, it's William Sadler. You can tell by his face that he's a bad guy. (laughs) Um, Is he the only person that Bill Paxton could befriend in the entire universe, in the entirety of whatever part of Arkansas they're from? The coworker
3: that was there. They were firefighter buddies. They were partners. (laughs) (laughs)
0: They have a bond forged in fire. Yeah. Uh.
2: And Bill sure. pa- the
3: reason Bill Paxton is his friend is because Bill Paxton is the easiest, easiest, easiestly swayed human being on the planet, Ugh. because like he goes at this with good intentions of we solve the crime. Now we know why this guy burned himself to death and we can, you know, also recover this stuff. And William Sadler is just like, yeah, but th- statute of limitations and stuff. And we're going to we- take it for ours. Yeah. yeah. And Bill Paxton's like. Yeah, yeah okay you, okay sure let's do that he's <laughs> and and probably just, like jeez we're going on an adventure <laughs> yeah he's, he is kind of like that yeah Um, and for the whole movie like if he just has a whiff of doing the right thing he is immediately told no stop that and he's mm-hmm. like yeah you're right I, I, you're right I, <laughs> let's not do that let's do the bad thing
2: yeah well it's also pretty well established that, as the movie goes on that Bill Paxton is just super naive
3: yes just yeah. like astoundingly naive like how he got to a firefighter position
1: i mean well the can't, flames don't generally try yeah. to trick you no but i mean you, you
3: have to have some knowledge about of drafts that's a trick science well, and physics yes. and things you, you can't just be a total idiot no you can't just be a well, blank yes, piece of paper you can that, learn that stuff but you can
2: still be very naive
3: i guess but so they just <sighs> yeah
2: if you were a police officer then 100 i'd say bullshit okay. on that Fair but enough. firefighters they Dang, you. yeah yeah Okay. Point hose at fire. Well, and, and- also EMT training, but yeah. still,
3: yeah. Either way, but they're in Arkansas, mm-hmm. and they make the trip to East St. Louis.
1: Yep, they're like, we're gonna go get it. What so I learned today is in Illinois and not Missouri, right? Because I don't know, the borders are weird. The Midwest is fucking stupid. It sometimes. is. They they drew a
3: bunch of lines. And they were like, <laughs> yeah. oh shit, we we, <laughs> we, drew we this have in the like of city. all our cities. What we do? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Let's just leave
2: it confusing. <laughs> it's a stupid
1: river. That's what messes everything up. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, really does. It's a stupid river. <laughs> yeah.
3: If
2: that river had never existed, imagine <laughs> Fucking what our country would be like right through
0: now.
3: through all and those rivers, cities. Build a wall yeah, yeah, around yeah. that river, but fuckers.
2: They, they get to the old building, and it's like an old factory now. Yeah. But, I mean, this is like five minutes movie
3: time tops. Mm-hmm.
2: Like, th- this movie's like, let's get the fuck over there.
3: Yeah, they roll up quick. I mean, it's they a quick shot of them going across a bridge, and then they're like, okay, we're here.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And they just, all right, let's get our gear and let's go get that gold. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they're not casing the joint, nothing. They're just like, it's probably over there. We'll take this place. There's probably a walkway over there and we'll go. Mm -hmm. So now this is where the geography of everything gets a little weird, but they've parked significantly away from where their final destination is, even though all these buildings appear to be connected. Mm -hmm. So they just start this trek through this abandoned building. And it's a lot of just like, oh, look at the Bill Paxton's like, this is cool. And when I was a kid, I used to do this, and thought I yeah, I'd find... he's on an adventure. Yeah, basically, he's like, I always thought I'd find you know things, and they'd say local kid finds thing, and that would be great.
2: Mm-hmm. And they're going around with a metal detector, yeah. and they find a spot on the floor that's beep 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 mm-hmm. beep. And well, so that's they...
3: that's after they find the body. Oh, they, that's right. They, they, they do, do find... throw open a door, and they're like, oh fuck, there's someone in here has hung themselves. And Bill Paxton's like, oh, this is a shame. And William Sadler's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Let's shut this door. Because Bill Paxton's like, oh, we got to call the cops. Yeah. <laughs> William Sadler's like, no. They don't give a shit. Cops aren't going to do anything. This guy's already dead. Mm-hmm. Bill Paxton's like, yeah, okay.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, and
3: he's like, well,
2: what if it was a murder? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, when people commit suicide, they want to be found. You know, William, Sadler's like, yeah, <laughs> William Sadler's like,
1: I don't give a fuck. <laughs> this, this little <laughs> side plot is the weirdest completely unnecessary thing like yeah because it does it, come up later it comes and up but it's just like it's still like so it's kind of like <laughs> great yeah cool yeah way to pad your movie with a few extra minutes that you really didn't need yeah. well like if that rope had come into play later yes. anything uh. yeah. yeah
3: but literally like it it's weird that it does come into play later but coming into play meaning absolutely nothing right like if, it, if they had just stumbled across this thing and then kept going it would be like okay well that's a little bit of mm-hmm. you know local flavor. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the people living here are so distraught that they just yeah. take to hanging themselves. Oh, well. So, but yeah, that that's no. when they whip out the metal detector mm-hmm. and then it's just like, all right, let's, the cheapest ass Radio Shack metal oh, detector. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, and as hey, I said, all you're going to find in the, sorry, I yeah. mean, they're, they're pointing it at the floor. I'm yeah. like, that thing is just
0: literally going to go nuts. I all mean, you're going to find in the entire building is metal. metal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, you have metal between the floors. There's nails in the wood. There's pipes. There's a thousand pipes. things that would be setting that off. There's no gold sitting, mm-hmm. no. You know.
3: But yeah, I mean, they, it gold. goes nuts like right away, and they're like, "Sweet, we found it," and you know, just start breaking through the floor, and it's you know, pipes and a mm-hmm. junction box, mm-hmm. and it's like, "No, guys, it's not going to be that easy." Otherwise, this movie is not going to be seven minutes long. Yeah, but yeah, so this just they just proceed to. Tear the fuck up no. out of this building!
2: Yeah, and Bill Paxton actually finds a, a few boards that he's able to pry o- pry up, mm-hmm. and he finds a can. And he's mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god!" And he goes, and he's like pulling out ones, <laughs> yes. and we're like, "Punches singles, huh?" Yeah, it's
1: like ten minutes at a strip club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he finds.
2: Yeah, and meanwhile, um, yeah, pretty much. But me- meanwhile, drug dealers have shown up. They have, and uh, one of them is Argyle from Die Hard, mm-hmm. and the other one is just this other guy, and. They're they see the truck and they're like, Man, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And so this has been established. Mm-hmm. As Bill Paxton's pulling out the money, someone suddenly hits him over the head with a bat or something. Yeah. Sticker, I don't even know what it is. But he gets in a scuffle with this guy guy and we don't know who it is or what's going on, but William Sadler runs over with his gun and is like, The fuck's your problem? What mm-hmm. are you what are you doing? Get back get off of him. <laughs> and that's when uh we're introduced to uh Bradley. Bradley. Yeah. Who was uh, one of the guys from Die Hard 2. Yeah, he's
1: like the airport technician dude in no. Die Hard 2. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But he is a homeless man who lives there and is pissed off that they're ripping up his floor mm-hmm. and that they're taking his stash. Yeah. His money. Yeah. Which is like $12. But that's all he's got. So
3: Yeah. So they tie him to a chair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Because William Sather like immediately goes into even bigger shit ass mode than he had been before. Before he had just been kind of like, let's get that money. It's going to be great, man. And then, you know, listen, we don't need any, we don't need any complications. You don't need to call the cops, you know, but now he's just like, "Oh fuck this guy who cares.
3: Yeah, and Bill he, Paxton's like, you said if we found anybody, we'd split
1: it with him. Yeah. And William
3: Tyler's like, ha no.
1: He's like, I've got a house, a mortgage payment on a house that yeah. I don't even live there anymore, and alimony, and my rent went up. And Oh,
3: he goes immediately into, I'm owed this. Like, mm-hmm. this gold is owed to me because society has let me down, even though it's probably yeah. me being yeah, shit Yeah, and he also evil. says,
2: like... He says, I'm not going to pay my taxes that go to feeding assholes like this who yeah. don't even have any jobs.
3: Yeah. So at this yeah. point, you're just like, man, fuck
2: yeah. this guy. And Bradley's like, well, fuck you,
3: man. <laughs> yes. Which is his dialogue for the next 20 minutes. Or oh, seven. my God. It's pretty great. Like, yeah. He's basically, go fuck yourself.
1: Yeah. And what's great is like B- Bill Paxton continually kind of keeps... Like, he's still doing, like, the, the doughy, like, yeah. oh, maybe we could just talk to him kind of thing. And, like, he's just like, hey, Bradley, what do you think? And he's like, fuck you. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah he's like the yeah, best fortune William... cookie magic eight ball thing ever. He's just like, hey, Bradley, what do you think? Fuck you. Okay. Well, oh, that's a... Sorry. Is there any other answers in there? <laughs> yeah. But they no. tie
2: him up to the chair, and William Sadler's just like, keep an eye on him. I'm going to find that goddamn gold. Mm-hmm. And he gives, he's like, he, he hands bill packs in the gun and he's like you know how to use this and he's like yeah i know how to use a gun yeah but he like bill packs and then he tries to like get buddy buddy with bradley he's like hey man you know if they hid gold here where do you think they'd hide it and he's like fuck you man <laughs> yeah. he's like okay fine you know that my sorry my friend's being a dick here's like all the cash i have it's like 40 bucks he's like why the fuck you think i want your money <laughs> and he goes uh all right then i'll keep it and he's like
1: well (laughs) yeah i'll still take it yeah
2: so (laughs) there's there's some good back and forth between them but for the most part bradley is just like i got an idea Mm -hmm. why don't you go fuck yourself (laughs) (laughs) yeah for the rest of the movie yep and uh so while this is going on the drug deal those guys kind of creep around and i guess they see them through a window or something or, yeah, or, or they're, William,
1: they're basically like setting up a sting because they watch yeah. that video and they know they're pretty sure there's one guy yeah. off one of their, their crew members. Yep. And so they're, they're up on yeah. they're and, up on the roof. And uh, our uh, firemen
2: buddies see them go up and William Sather's like, stay here. I'm going to check this out. Right. Mm-hmm. This this room, uh, the room that they've gone in, that they've ended up in where, where Bradley is, has some kind of like reinforced door with multiple ways to bar it shut.
3: It was like a block of apartments. And this was the main entrance, so it's this mm-hmm. big, heavy door with a giant latch and, you know, like a peephole.
2: Yeah, and a peephole with uh, chicken yeah. wire over it, kind of. Yeah. But, so this is set up,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and the the drug dealers have gone up to the roof, where it's just uh, Argyle, this other guy, and then one other guy who's got a briefcase up there mm-hmm. that they're meeting with. And Stoney
3: Jackson. Stoney Jackson. He was in Streets of Fire.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's
3: right. Yeah. guess he's part of the
1: and I, Walter
3: Hill's stable of I, actors. I don't
1: really kind of understand the whole sequence. Like, there's this whole thing where I, I Argyle or whatever he's, he's, his name is in this movie, uh, Lucky. Lucky Lucky, is Lucky. basically like, "Hey, I, I guess they would like go go at it. Like, I'm going to turn on Ice Ice Tea, who's King James, because mm-hmm. um, like he's like, yeah, his, his stash is right over there in that pipe, and he's like, I'll go check, and he." tricks him into like sticking his hand in there and there's a rat trap mm-hmm. in there snaps on his hands and yeah basically you know that's when he's like i'm gonna punch the shit out of you other dude pulls a gun and like descending from on high <laughs> drop down ice tea ice cube and 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 tiny lister mm-hmm. and it's like i i don't know where they were hiding but they just kind of came from like they were already on the roof but they descended from somewhere higher yeah and they just kind of come down and they're like now we know, we're here yeah we know it was you we saw the video like, and he's like, no, it wasn't me. And he's like, yeah. we thought the video. It's <laughs> <I was laughs> like, ah, fuck
2: you. And, then. and is this when they start with showing the inserts during the movie of basically the guy named Video. Yes. Yeah. This, videotaping things. This uh-huh.
0: video also shows up at that point, I believe. Right. Yeah.
2: yeah. And so what we've got is he will be interviewing the people in the, you know, the people in the movie will be talking straight to the camera, like right. almost found footage style. Yeah. But it'll be. Black and white footage, grainy, with little viewfinder bars mm-hmm. set to you know four by three, mm-hmm. and it'll say recording and yeah. all yeah. that. So and about, this is superimposed on the image, yeah. Through a lot of scenes,
3: coming about up. half, I would say, about half of the scenes with the gang are filmed like that. Yeah, it, it's intercut sometimes with the actual film, but for the most part, mm-hmm. I would say about half of the yeah. the scenes that are strictly the gang are filmed through the video camera filter.
2: Yeah. And there are multiple scenes of the guy with the camera going up to <laughs> he goes up to the guy the guy they're going to kill mm-hmm. and, you know, gets the camera knocked out of his hands by that guy.
3: Yeah. This is a pretty good camera. It takes a mm-hmm. lot of doing later to put an end to this camera because mm-hmm. it gets knocked around a bunch. Yeah. Most people are like, get that fucking thing out of my face video. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. it but, takes some But doing. the
1: back and forth goes for a while and eventually it's just like, nah we saw you do it. Blam, yep. blam. And dude falls. Yeah. Not... All right, he falls through a skylight after getting shot, mm-hmm. but it doesn't end there because <laughs> like, no, one thing I've noticed, like, I, I mean, I've seen I've seen a good bit of Walter Hill movies, but like it's it just kind of finally clicked with me. Like the thing about the, the stunt work in his movies is it always feels dangerous mm-hmm. like so many other movies it's like, oh, well, I clearly see how you did that. You know, the yeah. guy got lost in the air right behind a car because there's an air ramp and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Everything in, like, a Walter Hill movie just looks like, fuck, how, how did you do that without somebody dying? Because dude falls through the skylight, goes about three floors down, kind of, I guess, mm-hmm. the wind caught him because he carried over <laughs> to the side. Because this is, like, a, a big open-style r- room kind of thing. Yeah. And dude just, like, lands back first on, a like, a guardrail mm-hmm, on, yeah. like, a flooring. And then they continue showing him, like, tumbling the rest of the way down, which is... There's nothing comfortable at mm-hmm. the bottom there either. So. No, it's a car. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. smashes a car. Yeah. yeah. I so, mean, it's just... It's yeah. it's really so, like... So that guy's dead. Yeah.
2: William Sadler has watched this from above. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Bill Paxton has been like, man,
1: oh, he was like, he was like, all on the floor like looking up. And,
2: yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he, he left the room. William Sadler was like, stay here till I get back. Mm-hmm. And Bill Paxton being naive dummy, guy just goes out and he's like, oh, huh, I wonder what's going on. Oh, man. <laughs> Look, those guys are pointing guns at each other. <laughs> oh, I hope they don't shoot. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, the body just fell. Yep. And then there's a a good shot of Ice Cube, you know, looking pleased that he's thrown the guy through a window and then broken his back and then landed him on a car. Mm-hmm. Who suddenly see looking through the, the glass suddenly sees Bill Paxton down there. And they're both like,
1: yeah, oh, it's, shit. It's like a reverse bulletproof because like, yeah. what the fuck is that? Like yeah. looking down at him. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, and then they're, just, they're both, oh, shit. Yeah.
2: And then Ice-T's like, get in. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: And, Twitch, basically. Which, and the thing is, like, Bill Paxton doesn't run back into the room. Like, they are down the stairs and on him, like, instantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, he kind of knows that room is safe, but doesn't run back to it. Gets caught by them, and he's like, oh, hey, man, I didn't see anything. No, we're good. We're, we're totally good. We're cool, right? And... and this also starts when Ice Ice T will catch you and ask, "What are you guys doing here? Mm-hmm. Why are you white boys in here? <laughs> what are you guys doing in here? Yeah, why are you here? <laughs> just tell me. That's all I want to know. Why are you white boys in here?" Mm-hmm. And you know, Bill Paxton like, "Well, I I I was just we were just checking the place out, yeah, man. I'm just visiting. I'm nobody. I, I'm yeah. I'm just visiting." <laughs> and then they're like, "Yeah." Fuck this!
1: We nah, got, you're not just visiting. You go to jail directly to jail. do past pass No. <laughs>
2: but yeah. Well, like you going directly to, <laughs> to the grave. <laughs> oh,
1: no free parking here. Yeah,
2: but so they're about to kill him when William Sadler jumps down, grabs Lucky from behind, mm-hmm. and is like, and puts I'll the kill gun, him. Yeah, puts the gun to his head and is like, I'll kill him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't don't kill my buddy. To which Bill Paxton runs into the room. Because he's like, this is my chance to get away from guys with guns. Mm-hmm. And William Sadler somehow gets both him and Lucky back through the door Yep. where they get shot at, but they don't get hit, but they are able to shut and bar the door, mm-hmm. which now begins our setup for the movie. Yeah.
1: Basically, yeah. Basically, and again, this is a probably a room situation.
2: 12 minutes of screen of like into the movie mm-hmm. at this point, probably.
3: It's not much. Yeah. We're not there. We're no later than 15 minutes in and this is... Yeah, this is your
2: setup. Yeah. Is they're locked in this room with one guy that's tied up, Mm -hmm. another guy that's a hostage, Mm -hmm. and only one of them has a gun.
1: I'd like to point out that out of four people locked in this room, three of them are diehard alums. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which is kind of weird.
3: Yep. And Bill
1: Paxton. And Bill Paxton. (laughs) And Bill Paxton. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So this begins basically your high concept deal for the rest of the movie, which is all right you got these guys locked in you got Mm -hmm. these guys out there
3: well they they strap lucky to the door like which is smart yes they tie him to the door and not not before like they shoot
1: through the door oh no i mean
3: there's a lot of shooting but then like after that they strap lucky to the door and william sadler just yells out we strapped your guy to the door here there there was
1: some more yelling between oh yeah because like there was one point i just want to point out because like William Sadler has this, like, kind of ridiculously long, like, 45. It is longer like, than it, it should it's be. It's, like, yeah, it's just way it's longer than it probably oversized. Because yeah. yeah. um, when he pulls
3: it out for the first time, Bill is like, Jesus. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but there is a point where he very casually just fires it through the, like the mesh, oh, mesh yeah, stuff that's yeah. on this door. Yeah, it's like no.
3: That wouldn't, no. that's gonna ricochet. Yeah.
2: <laughs> or it would just blast that oh, stuff ricochet. off. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. ricochet. Tea. Yeah. you with me now. Hey John Lithgow. <laughs> it's got that clown life. Got yeah. a John Lithgow. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that that I I caught that too. I was like, nah, uh,
2: uh-uh. uh, yeah, they, they, no, he's not
3: getting these shots clean off. Mm-hmm. No, no way, no way.
1: But yeah. yes, eventually they they strap Argyle Lucky to the door. Yeah, and are like, hey, they, they basically call out like, hey, I see if you're out there. We strap Lucky to the door, so you might not want to shoot. Yeah, plus we put both of his arms on either side of the door,
0: so if you try to bust it open, you're gonna rip his arms out of the socket. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the best plan in this entire movie, mm-hmm. hands down.
3: Well. Ice-T's plan is pretty good no, after this because he's just like, <laughs> he just gets on his phone and just like, call everybody. Mm-hmm. Just call in everyone and it's he keeps getting calls from some guy named marvin Mm -hmm. who's just wants him to do something and ice T is getting in he's just increasingly getting furious at these calls he's just well there's
2: a time they're trying to sneak up to the door and that's when it rings and it starts another firefight he's like marvin (laughs) i'm busy i ain't got time for you right now marvin (laughs) i'm shooting (laughs) we got a hostage
3: situation very busy i call you back (laughs) Bye.
2: Yeah, but this is uh, a <laughs> this becomes very much like green room is where it's the more time that passes, everyone realizes that shit is only going to get worse for the people in the room. Yeah, that are locked in because uh, Bill Paxton's immediately out at the back trying to find ways out, and he tries to go down the fire escape. To which Ice T immediately tells Ice Cube get downstairs, make sure they don't get out any other way. Yep, and. He basically shoots at Bill Paxson on the fire escape, but Bill Paxson doesn't get hit, no. jumps back inside. He's like, that's a no-go out there. And they try to put a beam across, like, out a window onto a catwalk across the way <laughs> that immediately gets shot up yeah. as soon as they're about to step on it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, th- I think, actually, one of them does step oh, on yeah. it and has oh, to yeah, jump Wayne back Oh, yeah, William Sadler gets like... Or oh, no, but, no, Bill Paxson is,
1: like, two steps yeah. out, and, and it's just like... I actually kind of like this because... Like, the whole d- dead guy hanging guy is, mm-hmm. like, this dumb setup that means nothing for the whole movie. Mm-hmm. But this, like, they just do the the extended, like, oh, shit. Like, you know, like, he's got the wobbly knees. Like, it takes, like, one ginger step out. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, like, <laughs> Tiny Lister's just up there with the M16. is like, shooting the board in <laughs> half. He's, like, oh, fuck. Fall back in there. <laughs> no. Yeah. It just, I like the fact that this was a lot of setup for just, mm-hmm. nope, not that way. That board was too long. that thing would have
2: snapped as yeah. soon as somebody mm-hmm. got in the middle. Yeah.
1: Maybe. It snapped with like four bullets into it. <laughs> it yeah.
2: just
3: exploded. Yeah, they're large. But so, I know. I know. so
2: they're not getting out that way. Uh-uh. And then this kind of leads to just things being quiet for a while, and them, you know, trying trying to talk to Bradley and being like, "Hey, you know, you know, any ways out of here? You know any and extra
3: ways out of here?" Yeah. And he's like, "Well, they've got him gagged at this point, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. all you hear him is a Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you get at least three or four of those. Yeah, and then finally they ungag him. It's like, all right, listen. Do you know any extra ways out of here? Mm-hmm. Let me think. Fuck you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know how you can get out of here. Which at one point, like Bill Paxton is reaching aliens levels of freaking out at one point mm-hmm. because he's he gets very angry at Bradley and almost gets racial with Bradley mm-hmm. and is just he's going to slap him. He's just I'm tired of his shit. I'm just going to smack him. And William Sadler has to be the voice of reason. reasons like, whoa, 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 hold on. <laughs> Yeah. Leave him alone. <laughs> hey, I'm the loose cannon here. Yeah, come on. You need to be the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm the yeah. wild card, bitches. <laughs> but he's like
2: Bill Pack. Like when they're talking to Ice T, Bill Paxton is just the biggest moron. Uh, yeah, because you know William Sadler's trying to trying to negotiate with him, and he's like, "All right, well, we can't let him out, but we you got to let us out of here. But we don't want to kill him. We don't want to die either. And we know that if he's dead, that you'll kill us. So." Mm-hmm. We're trying to keep him alive, you know, and Bill Paxton's like, we're going to call the cops. We'll get the cops here, you know, which because right now Ice-T has no clue who these guys are. None. And at first, everyone thinks they're cops. Then they're like,
1: well, why would they want cops if they're not? William Sadler's like, shut the
3: fuck
2: up, dude. (laughs) Just
1: shut up. Yeah. Not not so much yet because they haven't found the gold. Like yeah. he's kind of yeah. on board with the fighting the cops because at this point he's like, but it's somewhat, fuck, we just we just want to get the fuck out of here.
2: Somewhat, but Bradley's like, bitch, yeah. there's no cops coming. Yeah. They don't give a fuck it's about like, anything
1: down here. When they heard the gunshots, it's yeah. like. Who's going to report it? But yeah. Bill Paxton Pigeons and the
3: rats. throughout is always just like, well, let's hear him out. Let's hear Ice-T mm-hmm. out and let's hear what he has to say. And maybe we'll walk away from this. Mm-hmm. And William Sadler has Which to be. Which is
1: reasonable.
3: No. 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 Yes, yes, it, is. No no. yes it is. Under no circumstances is that reasonable. They are not walking out of there alive.
0: Never. Never. Ice-T is trustworthy. No. 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 That is no. Look him, him in the T stands no. 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 Look him in no. the eye. He's I-
3: thrifty, but not trustworthy. No. Trustworthy, thinking about thrifty thin. Oh.
0: No.
2: Nice, nope.
3: th- trustworthy. No, 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 no. no absolutely no. not. I stand up, guy.
2: <laughs> you know what? i Ice, st- nice, tea. ice team might have, but then, but then, ice cube would have been like, nah, nah, blap. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and then killed them. it's true.
1: Hear him out, guys. Yeah, come yeah. on. Uh, he he was ready to save so much. He saves so much on bullets that because his name is save on. Mm. <laughs> he was ready to shoot them all. Yeah, but so it's. It's
2: bad news. Mm-hmm. And Ice-T is, is he's on the phone calling in all these guys. So they look out the window and they see more cars showing up and more people getting out of them. And they're like, yeah, this is bad, isn't it? Yeah. you know. And, and they're like getting the armament out. One guy opens up the trunk and they're all like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, yes. Because one guy's got a sniper rifle out mm-hmm. and he's like, I was in the army and I was the best shot. And, and right. that's
3: the dude who's in Showgirls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Can someone tell me at this point why every gun in this film is wrapped with a million rubber bands? Prevent
0: fingerprints on the key parts? The, so that's the second thing that I thought. The first thing was maybe it's just a grip thing. It's okay. the cheapest grip. Like, All right. Yeah, it's a cheap way to keep I've a grip on it. I've never seen Especially like when you're running. I haven't either. And it didn't mention... I, you went as to the usual, gun database? <laughs> yeah, I looked it up on IMFDB and it didn't mention anything about that. Because I, I, I noticed
3: like, Ice Cube and Ice-T had handguns with... Rubber bands yes. on the grip, yep. and I was thinking, is are they like marking like how many people they've killed? Are these like jelly bracelets mm, or what? No.
0: <laughs> I don't hey, think well, so, because you know well, Bill it, was trying to slap bracelet earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And maybe
2: if you maybe if you had a wad of cash and you needed a rubber band, you've got one handy that's, at oh, all times.
3: That's smart. Yeah, that is smart. That's being ice thrifty. That is thrifty. <laughs> okay i just i'd never seen it before and it was obviously on grips and stuff like where they would hold the guns but mm-hmm. i just it would seem strange to me mm-hmm. okay yeah but, but anyway they, yeah they also they reveal the guns but they also come up with the plan. It's like hey why don't we they call want, the they cops? Want cops we got cops <laughs> and, and they're they, like we have a hot cop uniform right here for some reason
2: yeah. and, they, and the one guy puts the hat on and <laughs> my favorite thing in the world <laughs> Is black guys doing white guy voice? Mm-hmm. It is one of my favorite things on earth. And
1: the guy puts on the hat. He's like, "Well, howdy!" Yeah. <laughs> just immediately, like, yeah. like I was ready for this. Yep. Because yeah. <laughs> because I mean, they almost like practically like hat toss it onto his head. Yeah. I mean, the guy just got like yep. ca- catches it and it's on his head and like, and he's just like, "I was ready for this voice. Yeah. <laughs> Hi there. <laughs> yes. Oh,
3: it's so good. So they do this dumb ruse where they like pull the siren on a megaphone mm-hmm. and then. Enact this like well, then blow big, something up.
2: Yeah, they so, blow somewhere up somewhere nearby.
3: Yeah, and one the guy dresses the cop chases another guy. And pretends to arrest him, and Bill Paxton's like, the cops are here, sweet! Yeah. <laughs> and he goes over to the window and is watching this, and the cop is, like, beating the hell out of his friend. And the guy's like, hey, man, come on, just knock it off. He's oh, like, yeah,
1: they were, like, totally, like, wrestling calling it out, like, yeah. hey, guys, I gotta make it look real. I gotta real. Look, gonna gonna make, make it look
3: real, real <laughs> man. Yeah. And so Bill, Bill Paxton's just standing at the window like, cool, the cops hey, are cool, here. The cops. Meanwhile, the sniper guy is right across from mm-hmm. them, and is just zeroed right in on yeah. bill paxton and somehow bill paxton moves he just kind of no. turns like he, he just goes hey william sadler the cops are here and
1: when he turns is when the guy decides yeah, to take a like, shot like the comic like right between the eyes yeah. and then he mm-hmm. then he like does the turnaround like
3: huh? someone
1: shot at me like, i will
3: continue to stare through this bullet hole <laughs>
1: yeah. And, yeah and william sadler has to tackle him
3: <laughs> this guy hates
2: this
1: window yeah.
3: yeah and then ice cube definitely hates the window because he's up there uh, with an m16 he's just like fuck this and just sprays everything which yeah. These windows are surprisingly bullet resistant like they don't shatter like every other window Mm -hmm. does when someone comes up and just taps it. Yeah, Uh, it's it's all very well-defined bullet holes for for most of these windows like for as run down as this building is the glasswork in this building is amazing because it's all intact. It's super strong like yeah, it takes multiple (laughs) bullets. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it all depends on the glass man Mm -hmm. all depends on the glass but like Bradley
1: falls over. It would be. To... It should be a goof. It would be a goof on the IMFDB. The M sixteen wouldn't leave the little perfect bullet holes because yeah. no. they tumble. I mean, they look like the sniper EV rifle would go almost. through. They would the M16 go sixteen rounds. Don't tumble.
0: They do. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. they don't.
1: I thought they did. No. I thought all the ones like that do. Okay. Chuck and
0: I have nothing to contribute to I this have conversation.
1: No idea. It's just, <laughs> We're like, it's just bullets. Cool. They come out of yeah. guns fast. They and do. Hurt people.
3: Yeah, and make neat holes in this yeah. movie. <laughs> But yeah. like Bradley falls over because he's trying to get away from the gunfire. Well, No, he
2: falls over because they're shooting up his chair.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah. But I mean, like he's, you know, actively trying to get away from it. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah. So he goes over and he's just screaming his head off.
2: <laughs> yeah. He's like, what the fuck did you guys do?
3: But this is a good hail of gunfire for a, oh, yeah. a good like I, minute like, or so. Because Ice Cube is having Ice Cube none of this. He finishes
2: off the magazine. Yeah. Yeah. There, There are no bullets left in there.
3: No. He has a murder boner. For the entire, he's just, he's not having any of this negotiating shit. He's Mm -hmm. just like murder these white fools Mm -hmm. (laughs) enough of this.
2: And we also will note that they think there are three people in there, Yeah, but they think that there's three white guys in there Yeah, because they don't know that one of them is a homeless guy because um, lucky is able to yell something to him. He's like, there's three of them before one of them grabs him and gags gags him. Yeah. So they still think that there's one more guy in there that they're trying to get at. Mm -hmm. So they've they've shot up the place and then ice t's like why are you doing this yeah
3: you're gonna hit lucky
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's like why are you gonna kill lucky and ice cubes like you know
3: yeah you gotta we, gotta we gotta do what needs to be done yeah tired of this yeah we got places to be stuff mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but so that that doesn't work for them Mm-mm. And this kind of starts the sequence of them just kind of like being like, huh, what the fuck are we going to do, man? Yeah. And they realize that there's somebody walking around above them, Mm -hmm. which is Tiny Lister, because he's wearing spiked shoes. Cleats. Because his name is (laughs) Cleetus.
3: Everyone in this film is named for what they are. Yeah. (laughs) And so... It makes it easier to remember who they are. And this is a long sequence of William Sadler... Studying this gap to this yeah. catwalk Where they were going to lay the mm-hmm. The boards over and Climb across and he's just like "Well, He's
2: can. he's put a door down kind yeah, of ramped a, a up. Ramp
3: but he's like I can Make it I can jump and he's just constantly Like doing a couple of practice runs And it's just like gearing himself up for it And Bill Pax is like hold On there's a guy up there with a gun We have no idea where he is mm-hmm. And William Satter like I don't care I'm just going And Bill Pax is like wait let's you say he's got cleats on right mm-hmm. so he gets the metal detector and is scanning the ceiling for metal yeah um which he eventually finds and is like he's over here he's like over here in the middle of the room William Sather's like sweet I'm going <laughs> and then <laughs> uh Bill Paxton's like wait hold on he's moving and he moves it over a little bit and the thing just starts going metal crazy and they and William Sather comes over and is like ah and they're like yeah it's in the ceiling let's get it Mm -hmm. so they just whip out a table and they go over to bradley and are like we're gonna untie you because we need your chair he's like sweet untie me take my chair i got a table downstairs you can have two i don't care Mm -hmm. so he gets untied and they put this rocking chair on top of this table this rickety ass table yep (laughs) and you know William sather just starts digging around in the ceiling they find the gold yeah Pull, they pull out, you know, the Holy Grail at first. Well, and, they, and they're like, "That dumb son of a bitch! He drew it backwards."
2: Yeah, and they realize, "No, he was laying on his back, looking at the ceiling."
1: Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Womp
3: womp," you know. Yeah. It's like, "Ugh, who cares?" Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they just William Weemsider just pulls down all this gold, mm-hmm. and Bradley's like, "You mean that shit's been here the entire time I've lived here, yeah. <laughs> son <laughs> of Poor a bitch?" Bradley. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. And this is also where, like, Bradley goes, "Man, gold! They this this shit's sturdy." Mm-hmm. that you know what this stuff was around before you and me and it'll be around long after we're dead
3: he turns into gold's hype man for yeah. some reason he's just like you could, <laughs> you could blow it up you can burn it you can piss on it it's always gonna be gold <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah and Bill <laughs> like
2: whoa that really makes you think bro <laughs> and, and William Sadler is just like yeah he probably heard it at a pawn shop yeah and Bradley's, and Bradley's like, and Bradley's like fuck oh, you Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey guess what <laughs> Fuck off again. <laughs> right. We're back to that now. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So they, they're they just like, yeah, sweet. Okay. We got all this gold. Now what do we do? Mm-hmm. And William Sadler at this point has kind of resigned himself to, it's a shame we found this gold and we're never getting out of here. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing we could do with it now. We're just, we're fucked.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's, but this is when they, they cut a deal with Bradley basically. Yeah. Well, cause at first they're like, Bill Paxton's like, Let's just let Bradley go, man. Yeah. Like, he doesn't deserve to die. He he just lived here. He, he got is. stuck with us. Let's let him out. Like, we can let you out. Maybe you can, if they let you go, we get help. But there's no good in here.
3: Yeah. And they're, and, gonna and, let and they're go. like, oh, maybe we'll give you some
2: gold when we get out. And he's like, nah, I want more gold. Yeah. I want the gold. <laughs> give me the gold.
3: Yeah. Is is at this point where he's like, you give me some of the gold, I'll tell you the secret way out of here. hmm and they're just like you, motherfucker. <laughs> You've been well, holding back well, on us. Uh, what I love
2: is that, like,
3: like Bill Paxton in this. You would never
2: take Bill Paxton to a car dealership ever. Oh no, with the guy because he's like, well, we'll give you half, and then <laughs> there's like, fuck you, we'll give you half. We'll give you ten percent, and he's like, and he's like, we split it three ways, mm-hmm. and so they decide that they're cutting Bradley in now. Yep, and he goes, yeah, there's a chimney back there. You can probably climb out through that. Mm-hmm. And
1: they're like, wait, what? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me right yeah. now?
2: Yep. And he's like, no, it's right back there. It's from behind this wall.
1: Yeah, they're, they're kind of shitty firemen, I gotta, I they're, gotta say. They're like,
0: really bad at assessing their situation, mm-hmm. too. Because mm-hmm. it's just right there. There's a yeah. stove mm-hmm. right there that has a pipe that goes into a big brick portion of the wall. Yeah. Just, like,
3: why they didn't like have a stop at City Hall to get the plans for the building or whatever. No, you know, it's no. It's like, you guys are fucking... It, it, they literally thought they were going to walk in there with a metal detector, find it on the first go... And just be like, sweet, look at all this gold. I guess we're
1: driving home now. This, this movie is basically a simple Jack plan. There's <laughs> <So. laughs> your Bill Paxton connection. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But so they're like, all right. Well, they look and they're like, man. So we'd have to climb up to get out.
3: Yeah, we can't climb down because they're all down there. Mm-hmm. They'll get us. Yeah. So we climb up to the roof and then jump over to another building. and.
2: Yeah. yeah. And I guess they were going to carry the gold with them.
3: Yeah, they had it in a sack. Uh, they, they were uh, Bradley was going to carry it.
2: Gold's not light. No, that's that's another thing about it. Like gold is not like a because they the way they lug this bag around, it's like it's full of aluminum cans. Yeah, and it's no, like no, 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 no that I,
1: thing weighs hundreds of pounds. I don't know. That one dude is selling it. The um, Art Evans guy, yeah. Bradley is selling it. Well, yeah. I yeah. mean, like every time he picks up that bag, it's just like. Yeah. You
2: but know. you would like he, you couldn't pick it up.
1: Yeah, a bag that size so full that's, of gold. You that's wouldn't be assuming able it's solid gold and, you know, I mean, it's in they the shapes of things. I mean, I mean, it's like, what carry? I mean, whatever. I'm I, just saying there's yeah. a lot of it's variables. It's still probably kind of heavy,
0: but. Mm-hmm. Figure making all those things out of lead yeah. and put them in a bag and see how easy it is to lift. It's.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, I'm just they didn't exactly establish how many things he pulled true, out of the ceiling either. Mm-hmm.
3: But, but like the guy who the guy who brought all the guns to Ice tea. Uh, Ice-T has kind of been barking orders at him While he's been on the phone trying to make deals to go somewhere else Because he's got business And he's like, you need to go Figure out how they got here mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't work for you And <laughs> Ice-T just pulls out a stack of cash And hands it to him, he's like, you work for me for the day yeah. And yeah. he's like, I'll call you back Yeah, he's literally <laughs> on the
2: phone and goes We're gonna have to reschedule that
3: Yeah, And so he goes out and finds Their car mm-hmm. And just fucks it up, just no, yeah. kills all the tires. He takes
2: the license plate, stabs the tires. Yeah. They get a CB radio in there, smashes that, fucks that thing up. Apparently disconnects the battery, just mm-hmm.
0: breaks the window. Yeah. yeah, their car's fucked. And mm-hmm. he's driving back. Well, no, before that he finds the packet. He finds the packet right. In the, yes, that's they right. Had the visor. It under the yeah. Which yeah. come Again, on, guys. still, yeah. idiot, dumb they could possibly do. Yeah. So he pulls the packet out and looks at it and he's like, Ah, mm-hmm. I see what the what they're here for. Yeah, Go. <laughs>
3: And he's, he's driving back to the location, and suddenly, in the midst of all this rubble and nonsense, a cop car,
1: yeah, literally out of nowhere,
3: <laughs> woo, <laughs> pulls him over, in the middle of this just rubble, this one-way yeah. path through rubble, the cops pull him over, and they're like, oh, we got a report of gunfire around here, I, I bet you wouldn't know anything about that, would you? And he's like, no, nah, I was just looking for a place to take a leak, and... Mm-hmm. And yeah, and 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 the cop is the dude who replaced
2: Skinner in yes. X Files. Yeah,
3: and he Kirsch was that his name? Yeah, yeah.
2: And meanwhile, the sniper has him like in his sights.
3: Yeah, he's like, and, and the other uh, <laughs> the other guy with him is like, "Man, you're not going to take out a cop, are you?" And he's like, "Well, I don't yeah. know."
2: He's like, I don't, but he, I mean, he's got it trained right on the dude's ear. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But yeah, he's like, he's like, I don't know if I got to, I got to, but, but and they
3: I, they get a call and yeah, they're it, just like, we got another thing, just leave. Well, this yeah, guy he
2: goes, yeah, he goes back to the the car and the guy's like what are we even doing here yeah he's like well he's a black guy we're supposed to harass him
3: i mean keep in mind both these cops are black also yeah. <laughs> but they're just like we got a, a 1048 over or we mm-hmm. got a thing yeah let's, let's just this guy's got nothing yeah and he's just like all right pal don't pee here <laughs> mm-hmm. go somewhere else yeah it's a gas station Find down a rest the street. yeah so but yeah they leave
2: <laughs> but meanwhile bill paxton has looked out the window and been like dude Cops yep. and because they have the gold now, William Sadler's like, "Uh, uh, uh no, 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 yeah, no, 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 no." Right, <laughs> and just fucking takes him out, yeah. and they get in a huge fist fight. I mean, they're beating the shit out of each other.
3: Yep, and and,
2: and eventually, like
3: Bill Paxson gets the gun.
2: Well, because he's not for fire. long. Yeah.
3: No, he but he's gonna fire a shot to alert the cops. Well, yeah. Well, he's immediately tackled again. Well, yeah, because it, God, it's.
2: This shot, like, it's just Bill Paxton wandering up to the window with his hand, with yeah. it, with the gun up going, hey guys, <laughs> he I'm about up. to, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, instead of just shooting the gun once he had it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah no. He looked he, like he was, like, going to wave at the cops or something. Yeah. Hey, gun. While holding a gun, <laughs> so he, they'd probably immediately open fire on him. yeah,
3: Anyway. They, they beat the fuck out of each other. Yeah, a good amount like their friendship might be in trouble <laughs> yeah
2: you think but by the end of this finally like william sather like all right man they're gone mm-hmm. so just forget about it yeah we're climbing out this chimney no cops yeah and that's when lucky is like freaking out and they're like well what are you gonna do about lucky yeah he's been because,
3: he's been uh having withdrawals because mm-hmm. he's on the drugs yes
2: he's a heroin addict <laughs> yeah
3: and he's uh, apparently gone long enough and needs needs his fix also, Bradley is refereeing the fight between
1: William Sather and Bill Paxton just by saying, "Like, look, William Sather's crazy, really. but he's, he's right." Yeah, I was gonna say he's completely, for whatever reason, on his side. Yeah,
3: but th- I mean, that's what he's just judging in favor of William Sather the whole time. He's like, "Look, even if the cops come up here, they're just gonna take the gold for themselves." Yeah, they're gonna. That's what him, cops yeah. around here do. Yeah. So you can't. know. we just have to get out of here.
1: Yeah, I was you're just, wrong, I was, Bill Paxton. i was just saying he's on every harebrained scheme yeah. along with William Sather now at this point for whatever reason. Yeah. I I think because it's like, I'm going to get a share of the gold. All right, this guy. Mm -hmm. Well, because you're too panicky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's the guy with the gun. Yeah. And
3: Ice Cube has basically come up with a plan. Like, we need to just burn this building down. Mm -hmm. And Ice-T's like, nah, because Lucky will get burned up. And Ice Cube's like, not if he's lucky. And Ice-T's like, we're not risking it. We're getting Lucky out. Mm -hmm. And Ice Ice Cube's Cube's
2: like, he's not even your brother. Yeah. He's like, i raised him since he was seven.
3: Yeah. So... Ice you Cube shut and, your face. <laughs> Ice Cube and the arms dealer guy. The arms dealer guy is like, hey, Ice Cube, you're the only one who seems like you have an idea of what the fuck is going on. King James has lost it. Mm-hmm. Guess what I found? It's information about gold. <laughs> he shows him this packet. <laughs> and man, I the Ice Cube gets this zoom on his face. And he's just like, hmm. Gold, <laughs> yeah. but he licks his gold tooth yes. first. Mm-hmm. Like, like he just, I got a taste for it. Mm, <laughs> mm, gold, gold. So now, so now you've got these two who are like, okay, these guys have gold, so we can't just burn them out yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah,
2: and and ice, ice cube had also shot down the walkway.
3: So yeah, there's no
2: way they were. jumping They can't jump to
3: across it. now. Yeah, so the yeah. the chimney is literally their only way out. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and uh, meanwhile, ice t has come back to the door. He's like. It's time to negotiate
3: Let's talk Yeah
2: And he's like I'm just I just want to talk It's like I'm coming out here I got no guns <laughs> I I just want to talk to you And figure
3: this out And Bill Paxton's like Oh we should listen to him yeah, we <laughs> should hear him out
2: <laughs> I wonder
3: what he has to say <laughs> Yeah. William yeah. Souther's like, you fucking idiot. Yeah. No. But,
2: but and then Ice T, like, he's like, they're like, all right, we'll talk to you. And they open the little thing. He's like, just open the shield yeah. and talk to me. <laughs> and they're like, all right, shield's open. What do you want? And he's like, I just want to know why you white boys are here. <laughs>
3: why? Tell why me.
2: are you here? What are you doing here? Why are you here? And they're like, we were just. uh. Uh, just visiting. Just yeah, Check it what, out. That's what Bill Pattinson <laughs> shouts out. <Yeah. laughs> William southern's so, like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> he's like, well, deal with us. What do you want? Yeah. You want him? And, and, and he's like, no, I just want to know, why are you guys here?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And what happens is somebody fires a shot downstairs.
0: Oh. Ice well, cubes um, outside. Yeah, Ice Cube and what's-his-name have realized that they're trying to negotiate, and they're like, let's fuck this up. Mm -hmm. And so they go downstairs to do... They have some sort of plan. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was. Yeah,
2: they kind of say, like, oh, the other guy was at the the catwalk or something. That's right.
1: Yeah, yeah, he he just sees the catwalk and is like, "Ah, I'll just, you know, if I shoot this, I'll take that out of the equation. Yeah.
3: But, like, before that... Well, yeah, so Ice Cube fires off some shots, and that causes, you know, like, oh, shit, they're, you know... Ice T's basically comes to the realization that you know they're not going to negotiate. Yeah. But the problem is that Lucky is like super, just freaking out Mm -hmm. because he's withdrawing. Yeah. And they're like, (laughs) William Sadler's like, okay, we need to shut him up. And Bill Paxton, his conscience comes back. He's like, but we can't kill him. He's like, why don't we just knock him out? And he hands him like one of their firefighter tools. He's just like, fine, here. Take yeah, this deadly weapon and head. knock him out. Giant <laughs> him fucking crowbar. Yeah. And he's like, what if we just give him his drugs? Mm-hmm. And they're that, just like, they do you know how to do the drugs? No. no. <laughs> so they have to yeah. ungag Lucky so he can t- tell, tell them, them how to
2: cook <laughs> up his heroin so that. And man, William Sadler takes like fucking 45 cc's of heroin. And oh, he's like. The
3: whole thing goes yeah, into that He needle. was. Yeah. yeah. and he's,
2: Argyle was not surviving the horse trip there.
3: No. And he's he's gonna shoot him up and he's like, Come on, man, you're gonna hurt my veins if you do it. You don't know what you're doing. Just free one of my arms and let me do it. Mm-hmm. And Web Sadler, like a fucking idiot, is like, Yeah, all right, that makes all sense. Right, <laughs> yeah, go
0: ahead and let me stand real close to you. Let me
3: watch you do it. Do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so Argyle's like, Come on, man, give me give me a second. I'm getting in, I'm getting it and then just jabs him in the fucking neck. Yep, And injects all that heroin into him And le- the needle is still there So this is like total chaos now Because Bill Paxton oh, yeah. and, and Bradley Run back into the room like what the fuck is happening So they've got You know um, <laughs> Lucky Crazy ar- lucky running around um, <laughs> Wave Saddler's on the ground With a giant needle in his neck And he's fucking out of it He's out of his mind He is on the all the heroin <laughs> And he's just like, gold. he got a gold. Um,
0: he's seeing see- leprechaun. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And so now, it will. And now Bill paxson has got a fight with Lucky. Yep. And
3: over by the window, of course. Over
2: by the window. And they get to wrestling around. Yeah. And that's when uh dude from Showgirls, who's going <laughs> to snipe, he's like, cool. I'll take a shot. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, picks the wrong time to shoot. Mm-hmm. And Money Pennies. Lucky (laughs) fucking snipes him instead and Bill Paxton falls back. It's a slow motion shot that makes it look like Bill Paxton has been hit.
3: Yeah. No, no. He just falls back out of shock. Like, Oh my, yep. Those guys mean business. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Lucky's dead. So he scrambles back around and it's like, all right, we shit. Yeah. Because we can't bring him. We can't bring the gold. We can't get out of here. Nope. So he, he, he basically tells, he's basically says you guys you need to take him into this back room hide there i'll go out the chimney and they'll think that we all went out there
3: mm-hmm. and then i'll get the car mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and then i'll get the car and come back and i, I promise i'll get you mm-hmm. and they'll be trying to find me but I'll, I'll come back and get you but they won't think that you're in there because they'll think that we already left yes yeah. and meanwhile <laughs> the dude who shot lucky calls calls the henchman uh, you know like like basically ice t ice t's right hand man and is like dude i i shot him but it wasn't my fault
3: that was a bad that was a bad thing to do yeah that was just dumb like he should have just said they shot lucky i'm sitting here yes. i saw them they shot him right in front of the window
0: or <laughs> Bear with me. Uh-huh. Maybe he shouldn't have taken that shot. Maybe. Maybe if he was the best shot in the army. Sure. We're fucked. Yeah.
3: But <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So he's just like, look, man, I didn't mean to kill him, but I totally killed him. I got other places it's to be. It's not my fault.
2: <laughs> I'm out. I'm moving to Arkansas <laughs> or wherever is further than Arkansas because, no, I'm getting out of here. Yeah. The furthest place that exists
0: in this movie yeah. is Arkansas. Yes. Yeah.
2: But the, the henchman to his credit when he comes back he says uh the, the white guys killed lucky mm-hmm. he doesn't say that the buddy killed lucky yeah he's like no the, the white guys took him out he's yeah. dead they killed him and then i see he's like oh well
3: fuck all this burn this motherfucker down and ice cubes like fucking finally yep <laughs> let's do this let's let's get all our ingredients and in video i want you here to record every mm-hmm. second of it yeah. as we build our bombs <laughs> yeah out of c4 and cleaning fluid <laughs> yeah
2: they are they're gonna take this building to its foundations mm-hmm. i mean they're ready to take this fucker down now i guess
1: the gun runner runner guy had c4 in his car i guess because i mean they just kind of like hey we have c4 now yeah like, the fuck yeah, ice cube is totally cool have. with it
3: like he's you know they're c4 and shit all the time and he's in st louis um but yeah, Ice Cube's just you know building his time bombs and mm-hmm. they're just prepping all the shit and yeah. it's a long sequence of watching it on video. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but yeah, but Ice Cube storms upstairs and just starts shooting up the door and they hit the door with a Molotov mm-hmm. and that's when Bill Paxton's like, "Shit, gotta go." <laughs> yeah, get in there. Yep. And they and you know the and and the, he drags William Sadler in there. Mm-hmm. But then William Sadler goes, "Where's the gold?" <laughs> and Bradley's like fuck me. Yeah. So he has to go out and get the, the bag of gold and drag it back into the room, mm-hmm. which I will note, like the geography of this room. I have no idea. Yeah. L- like how there's this separate room with another door and just, there's a lot of like, what? Yeah. But of course, as he gets to the gold, the guys break the door down after burning it. And he kind of like scrambles b- and hides behind something. Mm-hmm. Ice, Ice T sees that the chimney is knocked out and that somebody has gone up it. And he's like, all right, I, I, He's he's getting away because yeah. he actually looks up and sees him. Yep, and he's like, "I'm going to get this motherfucker." <laughs>
3: Killed Lucky.
2: Yeah. Meanwhile, Bill Paxton is rappelling down the side of the building. Yeah, and uh, goes by one window when Ice T sees him and is like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, and is about to shoot him, but then has to knock out the window first. Yes. To which Bill Paxton has dropped further down and then diehards himself through one of the windows mm-hmm. at the bottom of the building.
3: Ice-T has also told Stoney Jackson to make sure that they get Lucky out of there so that it yeah, doesn't Yeah, don't let burn. Lucky burn. And Stoney Jackson is like, but, but he's, he's dead? dead? What the fuck? Whatever, dude. <laughs> and this is like, so like when Zeus isn't up on the roof shooting people, his goal is to run around and just throw a body over his shoulder and take it somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's like three or four shots of him just taking bodies and running around. And he comes in to... Get lucky and runs off, and that's the last time we see Zeus. Mm-hmm. Like, we, there, I have no idea what happens to him. Yeah. You mean Cletus? He's Zeus. Cletus. Zeus. Zeus. We're calling Bill Paxton and Wave Sadler not by their names. Cletus. So, whatever. Zeus. <laughs> so, yeah. So he's taken Lucky off somewhere to, to live on a farm yeah. with him because <laughs> we yeah. never see them again. But uh, but yeah, Bill Paxton's on the ground and and runs over to his truck. And it's just like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's, he's, well, well he sneaks around in the basement first and uh, yes. where they were supposed to make their deal and the right. guy who was waiting for Ice Cube is like is that you? and he's like, <laughs> Bill Pax is like oh, mm-hmm. nope nobody here but yeah. his chicken." <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah but but eventually, he does eventually Eventually gets yeah. to the car And, and he's, he's just like, like Increasingly like <laughs> Looking at each Fucked thing Of
1: his truck <laughs> He comes to the With like the Disconnected whatever Thing yeah. from under the hood And he's like Oh damn Yeah And then like Sees the broken radio, he's like, Oh shit <laughs> And he sees the slash star, he's like, Oh fuck, <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly It's like all of those things by
3: themselves mean you're fucked. Yeah. Like, to me
2: that reminds me it reminds me of the same reaction he had with Carrie Elway's van gets sucked up by the Twister in yeah. Twister <laughs> and he's watching it happen, he's like, Oh
1: man I thought he just, I thought in Twister he just kinda of went I thought it was like this very well, gruesome dude, like,
2: I don't know how to feel about this because that guy was a shithead. He does this, ah, and then he hits the dash. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's kind of the same thing where he's like, oh, man.
3: But, yep. yeah, yep.
2: he knows that he's fucked now. Mm-hmm. They, they,
3: things are bad there. Yes, they are. Yeah, And uh, upstairs, like, William Sadler has
2: kind of regained. Well, he hasn't yet. What What happens is... Um, Bradley is trying to move the bag, correct for God knows why well, he's trying to get out the chimney he's got to go well, no the other, the other guy's still up there though, yeah, that's true. The other guy's still up there waiting around, and he rattles the bag, yeah, which the guy hears and then starts attacking the door with an axe, mm-hmm. and then he comes in and and Bradley's just like, "Hey, man, I'm just a homeless dude, yeah. To which William Sadler is able to, like, he like he's like, I'm heroin strong now. And just fucking knocks this guy out. You know, comes out of nowhere.
3: Yeah. It's like he should have been out and the rest of the day. Knocks him out and takes the gun.
2: <laughs> yeah. And that's when Ice-T comes back, mm-hmm. comes around the corner, he's, and he's like. Tell me why you white boys yeah, are yeah. up here.
3: <laughs> All right. <laughs> I Last know time.
2: I asked you a few times, <laughs> but, like, for real. I'm super curious. <laughs> like, I need to know. Why were you white boys here? And he's like, gold, man. Yeah. It was all about the gold. It's like, and, oh. And I, I don't even know what Ice-T says back to him, but they just end up shooting each other.
3: Yeah. Yeah. They both go out in a very nondescript way.
2: Yeah. I Meanwhile, <laughs> like, keep in mind, this room's on fire. Oh, yeah. It's a raging yeah, inferno like, yeah, around like everybody at this point. And people keep coming back into this room. Yeah. Despite only two of them, well, only a couple of them really knowing where the, that there's gold in that room.
3: hmm Yeah. And so, so like, the, the, the two of our four main characters are now out of the film. They're gone. Yeah. And is this when Ice Cube comes into the room while the guy's like...
2: Well, what happens is Ice Cube's phone, or Ice-T's phone rings. Yep. And Bradley answers it, oh, and, he's like, and it's Marvin again, and he's like... <laughs> He's like nice. No, he can't here. come to the phone because he's he dead. dead.
3: <laughs> Which really was a bad. Don't answer that phone. <laughs> no, but, eh, have a little. But f- live live your best life. Have Bradley's a fun. not you know. Yeah,
2: but he also at this point two of the other henchmen. One one of them being video, mm-hmm. who's not videoing anymore because Ice Cube got so sick of it that he took the camera and he smashed it. Yeah, and like wrecked it. Like like made a point to destroy this thing. And he's like, it's all gonna burn with the fire
3: now. To which we see so point it. of view of the video camera dying, like the mm-hmm. signal go, mm-hmm. pew. yeah. <laughs> like, okay, farewell <laughs> thing we were seeing yeah. for half the movie.
2: Yep. But so that's gone. But but video and the other guy are basically one of the dudes is aim the gun at at Bradley mm-hmm. and Bradley's like, man, I I'm just here, man. This yeah. sucks. And the other guy's like, he's, look, he's a brother. We we can't just
3: kill him. He's like, I'm tired of shooting brothers. I'm yeah. tired of this. I'm tired yeah. of this life. Yeah, you can do it if you want to, but I'm out. <laughs> and the other guy's just like, get out of here, old man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to which Bradley's like, are they gone?
2: <laughs> Let me grab bag my of bag of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and as he's going out, that's when Ice Cube comes up there. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I heard there was a Raging Inferno <laughs> up here and
3: also gold. I bet that's in your bag. Give it to yeah, me. Yeah, and
2: he's like, "No, this is just my my
3: homeless guy stuff." <laughs> he's like, "Nah." He's like,
2: "Nah, you got gold in there.
3: Give it to Hand me. Hand it over." He's like, "All right, man. I don't want it. You can you can have this gold."
2: Now, yeah. and that's when he like the other guy shows up, mm-hmm. the, the Mister Smooth. Yep. Yeah, the the gunrunner dude. Yes. And and Ice Cube's like, "You were supposed to meet me in the basement." Mm-hmm. And he's like. Yeah, I was, wasn't I? But I kind of didn't trust you. And now I think I know why. Yep. And they get <laughs>
3: they also shoot each other. <laughs>
2: they get in a gunfight where they shoot each mm-hmm. other. Yeah. It kills it kills the other dude, but Ice T doesn't Ice Cube doesn't die right away.
3: He's shot in the shoulder.
2: Yeah, he's shot in the shoulder. And the other, and Bradley's like, "I'm just going to take this gold and leave." So bye. And <laughs> yeah. I, and Ice Cube's like, "No, wait. That's my gold. Come back."
3: God damn it, but yeah, he drops it down the the chimney chute,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, comes back, drops down the chimney chute and goes down there, yeah, uh, meanwhile, Bill Paxton's like, all right, well, I guess I'll just go back,
3: I'll just walk back towards the building, I guess,
2: yeah, I mean it maybe I'll catch up with heroined up William Sadler, I don't know, maybe, maybe Bradley'll get out. <laughs> Yeah, and he runs up as the building goes up because yeah. before Ice Cube had died, he had set a timer when he was going to get out of the building mm-hmm. to blow the whole damn thing up, which it does. It, it They blow this building the fuck up.
3: Yeah, it's a good... Every window has a gigantic fireball pushed out of it. Yeah, Bradley's outside and yeah. Bill Paxton's outside. Yeah. Bradley
2: shows up and he's like, I got out through the furnace in the bottom because they had all left and yeah. I was able to escape through there. And he's like, but, I had, but your buddy's dead and I had to leave the gold. Bill Paxton's like,
3: "Oh man, that's a shame.
2: That's a shame. Why don't you come with me?" Yeah. And Bradley's like, "No, you need to get out of here. They won't go. bother me, but they will kill you on sight." Yeah. And he's like, "Huh? Uh-huh. Well, why don't you come with me?" And Bradley's like, "No, for real. <laughs> you need to go. <laughs> get out of here. I need to stay."
3: Yep. And Bill Paxton's like, "Yeah, okay. See uh, ya."
2: All right. Yeah.
3: Turns around and runs off, and Bradley just picks up the bag of gold and is like, ha yeah. And then the credits it roll. walks off as
2: the credits are rolling, <laughs> laughing to himself.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Then, and then Trespass plays over the closing credits. Yep. Stargrove. Yes. Absolutely. Ice, Ice Cube
2: tea and Ice T collaborate together. Yep.
3: Stargrove. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's also a music video on this disc for Trespass, which is fucking awesome.
2: <laughs> it's one of those early 90s <laughs> right. videos that are just like random clips from the movie yeah. as. Someone,
3: but there's a little mini only. movie going on here,
2: yeah. A little bit,
3: lots of shots of Ice Cube firing a machine gun while doing his lyrics at the same time. It's pretty good. Th- that's what you want. That is what that I is, want. That
2: is 100% what you
3: yes. want,
2: yes. <laughs> and Ice T overselling his lines.
3: Oh, he is very animated, yeah. It's great, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely
1: Stargrove. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, sadly, no one quite gets to an instant level, they come close. Like p- multiple people on multiple occasions. Yeah, pretty much everyone almost yeah. gets there. Yeah, I mean everyone's just like at like a high amp level throughout this entire movie. So. Yes, pretty amped.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: but, but uh, otherwise the soundtrack it's Ry Cooter and it's really weird because it's like almost like atonal jazz some of the time, and then other times it's just
3: crunchy guitar, crunchy guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like whenever they're showing shots lap. of those bombs. <laughs> Like whenever the the bombs are being set up, it's always just, <sings> you know, it's like what?
2: <laughs> yeah, but then, then when it's like when people are arguing or whatever, it's like, yeah.
3: <Yeah>. <building laughs> like it's really like <laughs> weird. I in kept the looking at the speakers, like, did someone step on a duck? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, odd stretched out trumpet noises and, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. Um, I can rate it. Go for it. So I kind of okay. I kind of feel about this movie the same way i feel about shaft it's it's almost too good for us it's not necessarily i mean it's not a bad it's just not a bad movie i mean it's it's a well-made thing it just
2: has people we love in it yeah
3: Mm -hmm. and it just seemed like a no-brainer to do but it just feels like on the bad movie fiends jock scale there's just not enough in it to where it's like Oh, man, it hits this box and this box and this box. So, mm. like I said, I f- I think I gave Shaft three jocks. I'm like, that's a respectable rating. My actual movie rating will be higher than that because yes. that's how these things work. I feel the same way about this. So I'm going to give it three jocks. It's it's very entertaining. It's certainly entertaining. It doesn't waste any time. Really, it, it gets going. Mm. There's there's no exposition almost at all. No, Um
2: they trim that fat quickly. Yeah,
3: I mean, there are a couple...
2: The, whole, the, the hanging guy is only fat, really, in this yeah, movie.
3: Yeah, because, like, Bradley explains, like, he had a buddy who lived there, and he hadn't seen him since the summer, and he can never get his shoes on, right? And they're like, oh, that's the guy who's dead. And it's like, well, yes, but, and, you know, it's like, did that guy have a key, or, you know, like a mm-hmm. walkie-talkie or something? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like other there's other than that, and there's a couple moments where it just feels like the story is kind of spinning its wheels a little bit, like it's just kind of killing time for no reason. It's fine. I mean, it's it's a perfectly acceptable little movie. There's I was surprised how not violent it was for how violent it is. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of people getting shot, but not really a lot of violence associated with yeah, it. Yeah,
2: not a lot of squibs yeah, and stuff.
3: Yeah. But I think I Ice T in this movie is super fucking cool looking. Like is that mm-hmm. early Ice T long straight hair and wearing a suit, you know? Yeah. And like at one point where they're like negotiating with him and he's like, We don't want any troubles with your gang. He's like, motherfucker, this is a business. Yeah. I'm a businessman. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I, I love Ice T in this. I think Ice Cube is unhinged in this and that's fun. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's totally fine. Three jocks. It's it's a better movie than our rating scale allows for.
2: Yeah, I can agree with that. I think three jocks is the right place for this. It's also like, I think we've talked about it before, but it's got that 1992 universal film stock look yeah. to it where yes. like, you know exactly what year this was made and
3: which company made it. But I was surprised at how good the Blu-ray looked. Yeah. I thought it was going to be more washed out than that. Cause yeah. those universal movies from that era do look like that washed out. And it's like, mm-hmm. eh. yeah, they did a good job with this. Yeah.
2: But it's also one of those movies that just, they don't make these anymore where it's just this tight lean. Here's what's happening. We're, we're not doing a, there's not a big cast and we're not having a ton of locations. Mm -hmm. And we're just, we're, we've almost got this high concept thing where it's like, all right, dudes are locked in a room and got to find a way out, you know, and, and, but they got to get the gold out with them. You know, they got to get the loot with them. So that, that type of stuff I like. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's just, and it's, it's tight. And I think all the performances are good. Yes. You, know, you know, like even, even Ice-T, though we make fun of him, he's solid for what he is in this movie. Yeah. Like he he's giving you exactly what you, he should be giving you. And the same goes for Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Bill Paxton is always reliable, even though, man, he is just such a fucking dork in this one that like, it's. It's infuriating, but it's also kind of like it's interesting because like you can see his point and you can see William Sadler's point mm-hmm. and you can even see Bradley's point, you know, when they're when they're discussing things about as far as like, how the fuck are we gonna get out of here. And Bradley's you know,
3: kind of the only good guy in this
1: well, kind of assume we don't know. I, I mean, mean, he but could he's, have a bad he's still backstory. in yeah. it for himself. Also. Yeah. I mean, he kind of goes along with this plan pretty quickly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But I mean, it it does kind of end anticlimactically, and the only like real studio thing that seems to poke in is that Ice Cube is never shown dying. Yeah, he's just shown as being injured, and then there's a you know it's there's time passes where he could escape, but you know. But aside from that, Breath yeah, Path
0: Two: yeah. The Search for Bradley's Gold. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I'd watch that. I'd yeah, watch it too. Totally yeah, I would watch that. Yep. But yeah, what's wrong I mean, with you? So it's like one of those one movies. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's just one of those well-made lean movies with a bunch of dudes we enjoy watching. Yeah. So, 3 jocks for me. Um
1: Yeah, th- this is a this is kind of a hard movie to encapsulate with like <sighs> what we usually kind of talk about on here. Um Like there's a lot of goofiness to it, but then it's also it's a it's such a bizarre movie because it's like it's a real movie played kind of goofy written by like people that are not known for writing this kind of movie at all and then performed by the right kind of people for this movie it's it's such a weird thing that it exists yeah and and, like i'm having trouble like reconciling it all in my brain actually because like (laughs) just the like behind the scenes and everything involved in it it's like how did this movie how did this come to be you know, this.
2: Yeah. How do you have ice tea and ice cube in a Williams, Megas, Bob Gale, written movie, movie
1: directed by Walter Hill. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. It's just, it's all very strange. And I, I, I got to give them credit because like, you know, you look at who wrote this and obviously they, they had some people help them change the dialogue. Cause there's absolutely no way. That oh, those, yeah. Well,
0: Yeah. Uh, I can help you out with that. Okay. Um, the, cause I read through the IMDB yeah. trivia earlier and, um, they just let Ice T and Ice Cube, they're like these guys know how they would speak, so let's let them speak how they would speak and improvise any dialogue, like any like I don't think there were any huge ma- huge dialogue changes, but just It it's say this natural line, coming how you out of would their say mouth. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the yeah.
2: video stuff is where it feels the most improvised and natural. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I it's it's all very strange and I like on some level, like, I think I'm actually going to like, give it two jocks, but, like, on some level, like, I'm more, I think I'd be more amazed on it, like, on a film basis mm-hmm. than, like, an R rating scale. Yeah, Again, yeah. what you're saying, but, like, I, it, it's weird because, like, I feel like it makes me want to pull back on our jocks rating even more because I think it's, like, this weird, just anomaly thing that kind of came together. And that's, I don't know. It, it's uh, like, hard to. It's like Shaft yeah.
3: was hard to rate. It was like, yeah, it's good, but like, the things that we look for in one of these movies, it's right lacking in.
1: Yeah, I mean, like it. It. I. I won't lie. It was kind of annoying me. Like. Like I understand people, like dumb people making dumb decisions, and that propels the movie. Mm-hmm. Like this movie just seemed like every time they started to come around, like, oh, okay, maybe you actually have a plan. It was like, no, now you did something even stupider, <laughs> like that. Kind of was grating on me at a certain point, like even to the point that, like, I, number one, they know their lives are in peril, and like they were just looking for Zeus on, in his golf cleats up there, and then it's suddenly like, oh, fuck all that. We found the gold. Yeah, gold time. And then, like, <laughs> so that's dumb, and then they compound it with, like, let's put this rickety ass table, let's put a rocking chair on top of this rickety ass <laughs> table and start crowbarring the fucking ceiling, and let's see how that, well that that works yeah. out for mm. you. I, like I said, it's just. I I don't know. It's like, I like it, but then also it's like, stop being so fucking stupid. You know, like, (laughs) I do like that. The
2: bad guys are smarter
1: than the good guys (laughs) throughout this movie. That's true too. Yeah. So I don't know. Just two jocks. Like, I do think you need to see this and I, hopefully you can
0: appreciate the whole craziness that came together to make this movie too. I feel you on the two jocks thing. Um, I don't know. There's part of this is a, is just a sort of decent, maybe slightly better than average you know, interesting sort of movie. And then you have some real good wacky Bill Paxton freakouts, and you've got Ice T and Ice Cube in there for some reason. But I don't know. It I'm having a hard time getting my opinion around on this movie. Like I think it's for the most part a two jocks, but I don't really know on our scale. It's it's weird. It's yeah. just there's nothing bad enough to put it in bags territory, for sure. But there almost isn't enough to necessarily find jocks in it you know there are a few lines here and there but they're good movie lines so it's weird i i'm just going to sit with two jocks cuz that's about as good of a positive neutral rating as i can give it without feeling like i'm you know discrediting the work so yeah i don't know
3: I mean, it's not like Ricochet where we were sitting there watching it and like, oh, this is a good movie. And then that yes. movie gets fucking absurd. And then you're yeah. like, oh, hell yeah, this is the best dumb movie we've <laughs> seen in a long time. This is a great like, movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this movie starts pretty good and then stays pretty good. And you're like, well, that's a pretty,
0: pretty good, good movie. little movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's yeah. so, yeah. weird. I, why is this considered a, like, besides the fact that it's got Ice tea and ice cube mm-hmm. and it's a Walter Hill movie, mm-hmm. like, why is this considered a bad movie
3: it's not really considered a bad movie i mean it didn't make any money it's just because considered of, forgotten yeah mm-hmm. it, okay. it's just any, a any. so i mean it's just kind of a lost b movie and and who knows okay. how goofy it was going to be when we got into it and okay i was, was just out,
0: wondering so if there was <laughs> it, if there was something you know, no that, no i mean it
3: you know it came out on christmas day after a bunch of controversy and no one right. went
0: to
1: see it so i mean it didn't mm-hmm. make any money it certainly bombed i think it, we've also like kind of taken it that like if shout factory or scream factory puts it out same yeah. company like we can do it because yeah. it's just means it was forgotten enough that they were like we'll put it out.
3: I mean like even you know Universal who released this movie was like nah you guys can do it. Mm -hmm. I mean that right there is like well if the studio doesn't like it.
2: (laughs) Yeah I mean the only people who remember it are people like us who rented a bunch of movies from the video store in the 90s. Exactly. You know that's how you end up seeing Trespass because I don't think this ended up on cable very often.
0: No not really. Yeah. Which is weird because it's perfectly easy to you could strip all the all the F words out of this movie and
2: yeah, the F words and the N words, and you're ninety nine percent of the way there. Yeah. yeah,
0: you're. I mean, even the violence isn't too bad. You yeah, can, it's real simple. You could put this on cable on a Saturday afternoon, easy.
3: I mean, the you know the worst bit of violence is that guy hitting the rail on oh. the way down. Yeah, Oof. <laughs> that, yeah. That's just like ah, <laughs> he's dead before that, but still out. <laughs> God,
1: that, no. you can watch the Raid Redemption if you want to see that. Okay, though, man, that,
0: yeah. that oh. looked really good. I or a dude getting a <sighs> syringe in the neck. Syringe in the neck was good, but yeah. that's kind of. Obscured, but that dude hitting the fucking rail—I'm almost hundred percent sure it was a dummy, but it looked so good. It was a rigid dummy. Yeah, <laughs> so it was a dead dummy. That was my nickname <laughs> in high school. Rigid dummy, <laughs> yeah. you rigid dummy. <laughs> anyway, let's take a break, shall we? Yes.
1: Oh, all right. uh, alley, alley, come here I got to get more money, more money. Can't get pussy with no money. See, I'm trying to The deeper you get The thicker the sweat Cause I'm a nigga with fat clout But you're in But you gotta get back out No easy job for some suckers It's out to rob Cross in your dome And your mind's bone. You wanna go home, home Ain't that a bitch? Alright, welcome back Hey! hey. Second half! Hey! Woo! Ha Hey! Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Ooh. Number two!
2: Ow! Hey!
1: Hey! Yeah. yeah. Movies. Mm-hmm. Who, who's got movies? Uh, I think BJ and I have a movie. We, we do. We most yeah. definitely. We do. We saw it together. We must talk about that. All right, then. We held hands. We did. Uh, uh, oh, We shared mm. popcorn. We
3: shared popcorn. Yeah. Mm. The did most find, intimate of acts. Did you find that on occasion you or hands met while trying to attempt to get popcorn? Sometimes. There was also a
1: hole in the bottom of yeah, my popcorn bucket. Yeah, which one bucket. did you cut the hole oh. in the bottom? Hey, neither BJ. of us, I am not talking about your pigtails. I'm talking about your sex appeal. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Yeah. What'd you guys see? Uh we saw Baby Driver. Oh good. B
0: A B Y baby.
1: Um How how's Baby Driver?
0: Man, Edgar Wright is so fucking good at making everything look fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um also I never would have believed somebody nicknamed Baby. I want that to be my my nickname. <laughs> All like, right, we're like starting it now. <laughs> it's Well, no, I mean I can't because obvious reasons, but like be Baby J. Yeah, it could be, but <laughs> It's just J. like
2: Baby J. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh god. That's the worst idea. But like I guess uh, what? <laughs> but, but they make it so cool. Like like the dialogue and everything and and the uh whatever his weird name is does such a good job of like just owning the fact that his nickname is Baby. It's just fucking cool as shit, and I love that. Um, but I'll let you. I'll let you do the majority of the gushing since okay. I think you're most positive on it.
1: Yeah. Okay. So believe me, I, I, I am. I've been wrestling with this for nigh on twenty four hours now. I think I've come to the conclusion that I am safe in saying that baby driver is my favorite Edgar Wright movie. And I know that that, that that's like, like I, I'm not a parent. I don't necessarily plan to be a parent, but I imagine it's like you have all these kids and you're like, man, they're all so wonderful. And someone comes along and says, well, which one do you like the best? And that's kind of like how I feel about it right now. Um, because that doesn't make me love any of the other ones less. I just think that That's I fine. think that I, I like, You can pick a favorite. Like I just it it's it almost feels selfish. Um because I feel we, we, we've said in the past about Edgar Wright movies that they, they feel very much like he's making movies for us. Like yeah. people into the things that we're into and the jokes that we're into and the references that we're into.
2: It feels like if we had the budget and talent to actually make a movie, right? it would probably be similar to what he's doing.
1: And I just feel like this is the one that hits closest home for me. Like, don't get me wrong. This is not saying, I, oh, I now I hate Scott Pilgrim. Now I hate Shaun of the Dead. I mm-hmm. still love them. I still love them dearly. It's just this yeah, I grew up playing retro video games, but I've never been in whatever crazy situation Scott O'Malley was writing about in Scott Pilgrim. Mm -hmm. You know, like, this movie, and obviously I've never been a getaway driver, but I'm just, like, the the music and the feel and, like, the, the musical nature of the whole thing, it just hits me so very close to home that, like, this was so very much my jam. And I'm not, again, I'm not trying to put down any of the other films. I feel like... This is the movie he's been working towards his entire creative life. Like, like the technical aspect of this movie is just unbelievably phenomenal. Legit- I, I, I could just gush about the filmmaking techniques in this movie mm-hmm. to death, and I, I don't know. Like, I I'll, I can't without being spoilery, so I'm not going to. I just there there are things that happen in this movie that are just so spot on and amazing. I, I I don't know. This movie just actually has me like kind of dumbstruck as far as trying to talk about it. Um, yeah. I mean, I've no, I mean, it's obvious that the dude is like, in it in, has an incredible head for details. And like, I, I just can't even imagine like his production notebooks or whatever system he does of like, okay, for this, I want this, this, and this, you know, like, <sighs> I feel like some some filmmakers have kind of lost their way, but like people like Kubrick and Terry Gilliam to a point had this about them where it was just like there are no useless frames like every frame. I wanted exactly like I have it in my vision, and I feel like this is one of those kind of movies for him. Like there there's no wasted frame in this Mm -hmm. movie uh, to him that everything is important. Um, Yeah, and and even down to like I mean because this movie was shot and takes place in Atlanta. And, and it it's such a silly little detail, but having been to the city and recognizing places, there is a point where maybe the character is obsessed with music, walks into a record store, and I went, I've been there, and like, which record store was that? And all of a sudden, I went, that's fucking criminal records, isn't it? And of course it is, because it's fucking Edgar Wright, and if you're going to shoot something in Atlanta, and there is mm-hmm. a store, and you're making a movie about a getaway driver... Why would you not pick a place called Criminal Records and go? Hey, we'd like to shoot like a five second scene here. Exactly. Why would you have a? Yeah, yeah. Why would you not? Because I mean, the attention to the detail in that man is incredible, and he confirmed it on Twitter because I asked. I was like, that was that was Criminal
0: Records, right? And he was like, it is. So, <laughs> oh, I didn't know that's how you how you yeah, answered. Yeah, no, that I question. tweeted at, at mm-hmm. right, and he answered me. I thought you had just found it in his tweets or something somewhere. Nope. cool. <laughs> I looked at it. Well, yeah. Look at you, Mister Fancy Pants, talking to big time directors. I, I just asked.
1: You know, but sometimes he, he was, they write back. He was
0: gracious enough to answer put that me. feather in your cap. I have banner. a
1: feeling that dude was probably up for like forty eight straight hours. I mean, oh yeah, as as a person with something this yeah, important to you coming The way he's out, tweeted about it. Yeah, the, I is, mean, it's important. If this is super important to him, so I I have a feeling he's well. He said he's
2: he said he's basically been. Sitting on the idea for it for six years now, yeah, and you know because of the whole Ant Man thing, it got pushed aside, and now he finally had a chance to actually make it, yeah.
1: So, um, okay, so this is this is the the pedanticist thing I could possibly come up with, but it still struck me because, like I said, everything in this movie is so like close to me that there, all right, there is a point where. The the, um, the the female character, uh, uh, Deborah, they're having a conversation about songs based on their name. And Baby being kind of more of a classic music kind of person, like like yeah, influenced by, by his mother's taste in music and whatnot, mm-hmm. kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, you know, he immediately thought he, she was referring to the T-Rex song and she's like, yeah, I like the Beck song, you know. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, I don't know that. So he, that's when he goes to Criminal Records to mm-hmm. pick up the vinyl of it. Which, in my head, I'm like, you can't do that, because that's Midnight Vultures, and it's been out of print for a really long time. <laughs> and, yeah, like, I'm just saying, like, that is the most pedantic thing I could possibly come up with, but I was like, I fucking would kill for that record, and it's almost impossible to find. Now, the man has a big stack of money, so maybe, but walk in there, probably not. Just saying. it's Well, it's, it's, it's that a record guy.
0: store he knows, so it's where he goes.
1: Uh, yeah. You got to
0: know a guy who knows. But I mean, a guy he walked in and walked of out. Midnight at, Vultures on vinyl
1: again. I'm just saying. I fucking love that album, and I've been wanting yeah. it on vinyl for years. So that. But he didn't that, walk out with it, did he? Yeah, he did. He went home and popped back on and was listening to Deborah and dancing.
0: Mm-hmm. Or, oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, like I said, that is the most pedantic thing. But like, it was just like I was watching. I was like, you didn't just walk out of a copy. You didn't even walk out with that. That <laughs> they, they wouldn't have that. <laughs> Again,
0: Well you, the magic. You, the you, hey, man, you and scene, twelve
1: other people are like I know. Like <laughs> no. that on, scene doesn't happen if he doesn't I walk know, out with the record. I so. know. Like I said, I realize how dumb of a nitpick that is. You need to update the goof section of the IMDb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, I'm not saying yes, it, it, this it's is a, your opportunity. It it, it's not that it doesn't <laughs> exist. It hot, <laughs> it's just that time period was when they weren't printing vinyl, so there's probably there's not very many copies of it floating around. It was like no. a super niche thing it. for people to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it. Yeah. Anyway.
0: I don't know that Baby Driver will ever eclipse the love that I have for Scott Pilgrim because everything about that movie speaks to me in some way, or way, or shape, or form. Um, but I will say that this is probably Edgar Wright's best work. It is nigh immaculate. I think I was thinking too much when I was watching it. So... Walking out of the theater, it was really hard for me to, it was hard for me to come up with that snap judgment because I was just overthinking it. And I don't know why I've been doing that with movies lately, but um, movies and video games, I've just been looking at them too closely while I've been experiencing them. And I just need to step back a little bit. um, And that's a, that's a personal thing. Um, But Baby Driver is so fucking excellent. Um, There is a sense of timing to so many parts of this movie that just feels right and gets in the groove and mm, it looks so good. Like I bet this movie would taste good, <laughs> you know, that's how nice it is. Well, sh- um, you just read what I was going to talk about next. Cause now it's going to seem creepy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, there's so much good about this movie, and i I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything about it. But if you like, if you like Edgar Wright and heist movies and car chases, then this is your jam. Mm-hmm. And I would heavily recommend you see it in theaters. Um, and just set aside twenty bucks for when the Blu-ray comes out. Just budget it now. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, what I was going to say, and believe me, I was going to say this before. BJ's taste comment <laughs> I was just going there was a there was a moment in this film that it struck me it was a very similar feel as Scott Pilgrim like there there is a just a, a a way that Edgar Wright has of filming his female leads and I and I can't quite put my finger on it what he does but they like if I was a young actress like a, a you know young up and coming actress I would definitely want this man to shoot me in a movie because he makes them look ungodly beautiful like just ethereal almost Like, not, like, that's necessarily in, like, a sexual way, just like, holy shit, you look like a goddamn angel on screen right now. Like, he did it with Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Scott Pilgrim, Mm -hmm. and there's a scene in this that is just, I, I can't describe the lighting and whatnot enough that it's like, I mean, obviously she's she's a pretty girl, but it's like, there's just one scene where it's like, oh my god, like, you, you just look like an angel. It's, it's bizarre, and I don't know, just something of note to me.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and... He makes everybody look really he good. He does. In this movie. I mean, they, like, yeah, like they're... even <laughs> um, we all. Yeah, okay, we all know that guy's in the movie. I just had to do a mental spoiler check because um, he's on the poster, right? Yes. Okay, we all know Kevin Spacey. Like, oh as, yeah, he's in the commercials. Yeah, I just had to double check because I've been, you know, I've been doing my thing where I don't pay attention to any of the media related to um, related to a movie, but like even. You know Kevin Spacey's wearing some sort of hairpiece, and it looks great. Like (laughs) just little things like that, and um, I mean, it doesn't take much for John Hamm to look great, but for John Hamm to look great as a as the kind of guy he is in this movie is just it's it's really good. Um, I kind of wonder, like this is this is maybe a dumb thing, but. Is there supposed to be a decidedly Han Solo look to baby? What? oh, um, I I don't know. I mean, it didn't didn't occur to me. Okay. At, at all. Just the like the I know he's not wearing a vest, but it's like a dark vesty looking thing with light colored arms and a light colored undershirt. It I I don't know if that was intentional or not. Kind of got
1: more of a James Dean feel. But like Rebel, yeah. Rebel without a cause, look thing I, going on. But
0: that's just me. Han Solo is a little bit better of a reference for me, and Han, maybe Han Solo is a little bit of a is the James Dean reference with the just the shape of the colors on the on the on the, on, the, on a person. I guess I don't know. Right. Just that's just me letting my brain wander for a few seconds. But I really liked it. I I fear if I try to talk too much more about it, I'll we'll get spoilery. But you'd say go see it. Absolutely. Okay. 100%. Full recommendation. Uh, you can get your money back from somebody else if you don't like it.
2: Mm. I'll try and see it then.
0: You should. It is... <laughs> I think it is going to be extremely your jam.
2: Yeah, I I, I already knew that, but, you know. So, uh, speaking of movies in the theater, I guess, I saw Wonder <laughs> Woman. Finally. My wife and I finally got to go see it. And man, like... Eighty-five percent of that movie is really, 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 really good. Like it's almost like you know how we talk about black exploitation and how it's cool because it's these at the time it was these characters, these these actors that didn't get to do awesome stuff, doing awesome stuff, and that's kind of how the beginning of this movie is. Is like almost like woman's exploitation because it's like these these Amazon women do some just amazingly badass shit. In the beginning of that movie, and you know, obviously Wonder Woman gets to gets to be awesome quite a lot throughout. And it's just it's that same thing as Captain America, where it's got that wide eyed optimism to it that just doesn't like. There's cynicism there, but it's all the other characters on the side. It's like your main character does not ever give in to that. Mm -hmm. And God, that movie just it it's so good. And then it turns into like an energy punch fight from an X-Men movie from the early two thousands right at the very end. And it's like, ah, you fucked it up. You had it. You had it. You had what you needed to do and you fucked it up. And it's so frustrating when it's a movie that's like the whole time watching it going five stars, five stars, five, what the fuck just happened? Like, I think when we had an email from somebody, a few, like a month ago, maybe that was like, has a movie ever just done this thing where it takes a left turn and you're like suddenly off board? Mm -hmm. Like that was this movie hard. Like I could, I could literally feel my wife's eyes rolling in her head, sitting (laughs) next to me so hard from the way they basically were like, well, it's got to be a big superhero thing. Right. And yeah, it just, uh, it bummed me out. But then they get back to doing what they were doing before, like for the final, you know, 10 minutes or so. And it was it was hitting me right the way it needed to hit me after that. But I just, God, I wish I could take that 20 minutes out of that movie. I wish I could just rip it out. And I know there's plenty of people who are like, well, that's the whole point of the movie is, you know, fine. If you feel that way. But I just wish it had been executed way better than it was because the way it was executed felt cheap and... Cheap, like filmmaking cheap and not like narratively cheap, though. I think it's narratively cheap. Other people disagree with me, but it also is just poorly made. It It is just bad slow motion bullshit. You know, slow motion CG energy blasting around superhero bullshit. And that's a shame, you know, in a movie that I really loved as as much as I did throughout the rest of it. Mm hmm. So, that's a bummer, but Gal Godot is definitely... Is it Gadot?
1: Did, we had this discussion yes, last g- week. We, it's Gadot. It's Gadot. It's Gadot. I, I, was, I think
0: I'm the one that probably started saying it wrong the first time. I've, no, we've... Did we? As, I, as an entire culture, we've been yeah. saying it wrong for the entirety of her existence. It's, so it's, it's supposed to be Gadot. It's just Gadot. one of those
3: names you look at and you go, yeah. well, she's exotic, therefore the name must have... Must well, be French. Yeah. Right, and <laughs> well, I've been waiting to say Gadot. <sighs>
2: yeah, well... Yeah. <laughs> either way, she's awesome. She's like, I I was very skeptical going in, but she easily, easily, easily carries that movie. And there's also a point like two thirds of the way through where I realized that Steve's secretary was Lucy Davis, who was Dawn from the British office. And I was like, almost heartbroken. I'm like, I was in love with Dawn by the end of watching The Office and then seeing her like relegated to like the little mousy secretary role was like, oh, Dawn, no, that's Dawn. It's Lucy Davis. What what has happened? And then I realized that I'm really old and that The Office came out like 18 years ago. So, you know, there's that. Mm
3: -hmm. You could always watch Studio 60 if you need a season of television with Lucy Davis in it.
2: Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Could rewatch Shaun of the Dead. Totally could yeah, I could. And actually a couple of Edgar Wright's music videos she pops up and do. Mm. Oh. All
2: good then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like like it was just I did not recognize her at all until like I don't know why, but all of a sudden like two thirds of the way through movie it clicked in my head and I was like, Oh, that's Dawn. <laughs> no. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, did we have other stuff or do I talk about Harry Potter now? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead.
0: Go ahead. Talk about Harry Potter.
2: Okay. Uh, Part of
0: your ongoing series. Yeah.
2: Harry Potter journey. uh, The magical journey of Harry Potter, whatever. Uh, We watched Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, which is my favorite book in the series. And the movie gets all the main plot points right, but it just kind of, it's one of those movies that loses all its flavor because there's so much to adapt and you're just trying to get shit in Mm -hmm. and get it done. And like, okay, we got to get to this plot point or this plot point. And you kind of lose a lot of that. But what it does do right is it has the Yule Ball in it, which a lesser movie would have not adapted the Yule Ball properly, which is basically their prom or whatever. Oh, okay. And like, that's the... And and it. this movie nailed why I think the other movies are missing something in that this one has that contrast of, all right, Harry has just like... Been chased by a dragon on his broom, you know, trying to grab this egg from it and doing all this crazy shit. And he's fine with that. And he's like, cool, whatever. And when he realizes he has to ask a girl out, he's absolutely like petrified and cannot do it. And it's such a wonderful universal message that carries through. Mm -hmm. That's like, yes, these are these are it humanizes him in a way that the other movies just absolutely had not at all. And I, I love that and I love that that's what the, the books had done was have these moments of, you know, we're in this crazy world, but also, you know, like I got to be on the test and now I'm, in, you know, and now I, I need to do better, you know, that sort of stuff mm-hmm. where there's a lot of that mixed in. But yeah, otherwise, it just it loses so much. I mean, Cedric Diggory, they don't really portray how much he's like the class president. And the football captain and the prom king all wrapped up kind of into one character that literally everybody loves. Mm-hmm. Which is why, like, you know, when he, when everyone's, like, thinks Harry Potter's a dick for being in the tournament. And, like, it's just like, oh, Potter sucks. Fuck you. You know, like, they don't really sell that. It's because Cedric is, like, this golden god among all these normal people. Mm-hmm. You know? And, yeah, Robert Pattinson's fine. There's, like, literally none of the Twilight douchiness there at all yeah no which which you know yeah 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 and and the only parts that really and and my my big problem with this one is just it feels tv-ish it Mm. feels tv movie-ish which i don't know if that's like because mike newell was handling it and he just didn't take over on a lot of the other stuff that's going on in that movie but it's weird because that one has like some of the biggest events that are in the series you know like like And I also realized the Triwizard Cup would suck to be a spectator at (laughs) because all the shit like happens like underwater. Yeah. So nobody and everybody's just like standing in the stands waiting for them to save the friends that they've kidnapped and stuffed under a lake, which I know plenty of people brought that up. But like, what the fuck? Like they didn't consent to be kidnapped and stuffed at the bottom of a lake because they come out and they're like, thank God I didn't drown. (laughs) You know, it's like your teacher did that to you. What the fuck? Yeah. But yeah, but also like, you know, when he fights the dragons, he just takes off and he's on the other side of the campus and nobody sees what happens. They just see him come back.
0: I wonder if they have like magic screens or anything like maybe, magic they, jumbotrons they don't show. any that of that. They don't, they don't show. show
2: any of that. But yeah, and then the maze at the end, like they're just creeping around the maze and nobody can see what's happening, which is how people that are influencing events are able to influence events that happen in there. Now showing you the other
1: part of the Tri Wizard Cup, Pee Wee. <laughs> Thanks, magic screen. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. I, I do remember but- like the part that struck me was like how how he's defiant towards the end to what's happening. And then like he finally kind of escapes and he just fucking breaks down. Like that was the that, that was the one part of the movie that just like got me a mm-hmm. little bit because it was like he was being tough in the face of you know. Yeah, everything was going yeah, on. Yeah, and then like he just like in in public plain view. Like I I don't know why. That's just the one part in the book/movie slash movie that really struck me. Just like I can't fucking do it anymore. Like, you know. Hmm. I played your game. I tried to act tough in front of the, the big bad and mm-hmm. now it's just like fuck. Ah! <laughs> holding the dead guy and all that, you know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's just that was that was powerful shit in mm-hmm. an otherwise mm, mad movie.
2: Yeah. The the only time it really perks up and doesn't feel TV ish is when like basically he gets face to face with Voldemort because like that's what all these books have been building towards at this point. And mm-hmm. it still feels more like it's because of the events that are happening rather than the presentation of them in that movie. But I also really like I, I didn't think I did the first two times, you know, the first time I saw uh, Prisoner of Azkaban and this one, you know, 10 years ago or whatever. I like Michael Gambon's Dumbledore better than Richard Harris's. Yeah, yeah. I, he's got he's he's got more range.
0: Hmm. That like, took me a while to come to grips with too. Like, yeah,
2: but I like and you know and when they when the movies were first cast, I, like they're like Richard Harris will be Dumbledore. I'm like, well, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yep. Like he seems like the perfect choice. And then you watch the first one, you're like, yeah, that's Dumbledore. But then you realize like for the first two, he's so one note.
3: Well, you're Richard like, Harris was super old. Yeah.
2: I mean, it was like was a really bad idea.
3: You guys should have known. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. They
2: really should have. But. Yeah. But yeah. But Michael Gambone is. i it, he, he plays it with such variation on the character that I really, really like him way more than I was expecting to.
1: You're fancifying his name, too it's just gambon, it's just gambon. <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever hey, so i'm throwing all, it out there all these foreigners
3: have to Look, have fancy i've watched names. 300
1: episodes of top gear i know how to say the man's name <laughs> he has a corner named after <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah
3: yeah i mean like when i saw gladiator and they basically put <laughs> richard harris on a horse in that and we're just like i hope he doesn't keel over in this scene because this is all we've got it for i was mm-hmm. like Gladiator is going to be Richard Harris's last movie. There's just no way he gets beyond this. And then they cast him in Harry. I was like, man, you guys, no chance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He Wasn't going to make it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But I just, I really wish that that was the movie they had split into two parts Hmm. because it would have made a ton more sense, but they didn't. So they just adapted the shit out of it and... (laughs) whittled everything down like Rita Skeeter is in like two scenes and she's like an, an- antagonist throughout the book mm-hmm. you know there's just there's a lot of there's a lot of interpersonal stuff that had to get cut just when you're when you're making an adaptation like that because I guess that's the thing is it feels like the best possible adaptation you can get for two and a half hours mm-hmm. but that book has a lot more going on that's not in there mm-hmm. and like I said last week like it's it's the Empire Strikes Back of the book series but the movie just never reaches anything even close to that and doesn't sell like the, just how fucked everyone is at the end of that book. <laughs> yeah. It does not sell. The movie does not sell that point at all. Hmm. So, yeah, but that's, those are the four that I'd already seen. So I, the next four will be brand new. First time watching them. that will be fun. Yeah. We'll see how that goes.
3: <laughs> I got a thing real quick.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Go for all it. right.
3: Um, so I know we made a big deal a long time. Harlow and I went to go see Anchorman 2, and we paid like $40 for it. And mm-hmm. I think that fed our euphoria for Anchorman 2, and we had a good time. And then subsequent viewings of Anchorman 2 have been like, yeah, you know what? This movie's not that good. It's okay and has some good jokes in it, but it's just it's just not on the level of what you want an Anchorman movie to be. Um, So, so some time had passed, and I'd been the more I thought about it, it was just the more I was down on it. It was just like, man, this goes on too long. This sucks, blah, blah, blah. For some reason, I don't know what made me think to do it. I was like, you know what? I've never seen the R-rated version that's on the Blu-ray. Not the unrated thing, which is kind of junked up garbage, but the the version that they threw back out in theaters, the like the 763 new joke R-rated version of Anchorman 2. Okay. Um, And I put that on and thoroughly enjoyed it. Like it it, it, it's it's all the same plot points like it it actually trims out some of the stuff that goes on far too long in the original cut of that movie but they they throw some jokes in there and expand on some bits that obviously had to be cut for PG-13 like them smoking crack in the newsroom in the R-rated version is fucking amazing. Because they didn't have to trim around it to get a PG thirteen rating. I mean, they are fucking going for it, demonstrating how to smoke crack, and everyone in the studio is freaking out about this and waving at them and just. I mean, there's, I I don't I don't know what it is, and it, it's hard for me to say that you should watch if you've never seen Anchorman two. You should just skip right to the R rated version because mm, I have not. Well, for like for me in my head, I'm like, okay, good. They cut that joke, and okay, they cut out this bit of dialogue. Even though it had explains scenes later. It's like it's a very it all three versions are a fucking mess. It's Tonally that movie's all over the place. Mm-hmm. But the R-rated version like throws in some musical numbers and takes some things out. I mean, it's it, yeah, it's Bye. <laughs> Yeah. It's very strange. It's it's a very strange thing. But it's almost the same movie, but a lot better. I, I hmm. don't know how else to explain it, but I would be interested someone who watched the R-rated version first and then watched the original theatrical version just to see what their take is. Because while the setups for every scene are the same, the punchlines are totally different. Mm -hmm. It's it's kind of like alternate take Bonanza of just like, here's... Well,
2: I mean, I remember that's how the Anchorman trailers were.
3: Yeah. Oh, there's so much stuff in the trailer that's not in the movie. Um, And most of it is in this R-rated version For some reason I don't know if they were maybe going for an R-rated version To begin with and the studio said no But I don't know man Some of the jokes are just so much better So much better And it cuts out most of him being blind And the shark stuff It's just like the fuck is happening here Movie takes this weird third act detour Where you're just like what is happening (laughs) Get back to being Anchorman (laughs) So It's a unique experience Yeah,
2: That's good you guys want a couple quick emails? Sure, love to. Yeah, we kind of skipped it last week, so did we? No, no, we are. We went way long last week. That's what it was. We had one, and <laughs> then we had to skip the others. Uh, anyway, uh, this one's from David. He Says college kickboxers. Oh, yeah, says, we hey, that. <laughs> yeah, it says hey Bamfcast. I'm not sure if I'll be able to watch the live stream, so I thought I'd say what I would have said on the chat. I really, really enjoyed the movie. The lead looked like a cross between Bill S. Preston Esquire and Guile from Street Fighter. The <laughs> martial arts was really good, and it was shot the way I like it to be shot. Far enough away so I can tell what's going on. I'd give it four jocks. Some of us agreed with mm-hmm. you. Uh, not a five, because it feels like there are just too many subplots, and it's not focused enough. Is it about a guy learning about the true meaning of martial arts? A Save the Dojo story? Or a revenge film with racist martial artists? <laughs> a love story? <laughs> and what does saving the earth have to do with anything? Anyways, love the movie. Love the podcast, David.
3: Thanks, David. Thanks, David.
2: And uh, the other one ties in with our current uh, discussion in this half. Yeah. This is Steve, like the bird heron. Oh. He says, when I was young, I carried a gun, but I never got a chance to serve. He says, Steve, like the bird, had an accident when he was a kid. He still got a squawk in the such. Listen to the Banff cast to drown it out. That's why he's the fastest emailer in the business. That was all in quotes, by the way. Okay. He says, so last year, I wrote you guys about Edgar Wright, and I mentioned I was excited for a little movie he was making called Baby Driver.
3: Hmm.
2: And you better be as I've sure as it. shit that I'm going to talk about it right now. I'm not sure if you guys are going to spoilers or not in your discussion of it, so I'm just going to avoid pulling a you-know-who to the best of my ability. <laughs> we know. Steve. We know. Uh, so this morning, I woke up, did my usual routine, and then walked three miles to my town's theater to make sure I got the 1110 showing, the very first possible one I could get to. It was the first time I ever went to the movies alone. And for a while, it was looking like I would be the only one there at all. But eventually, someone w- showed up about five or so minutes in. Which, unfortunately for them, meant that they missed the first incredible car chase. Hmm. Side note, like, I've only had like the empty theater experience like twice. And man, it's been awesome both times. No, yeah. It is, it is fucking the great. fucking
1: best. Yep. You yeah. do feel kind of like some sort of really powerful person just like yeah i rented this I rented theater
3: all these seats
2: <laughs> yeah it's really good but uh anyway he says uh i think all of the performances are strong by the supporting cast as for our lead i'm not oh wait okay sorry i i, I got sidetracked and i skipped a paragraph of steve's oh shit so let know, me okay. go back got excited rewind it Put it in reverse. Uh, The point is, I was ready for this movie, and I was not disappointed. This movie has all the right staples we've come to expect. Incredibly well choreographed and photographed action set pieces, clever dialogue, and a bitchin' soundtrack, which, as soon as the movie was over, I walked over to the urban outfitters in my town and picked up a copy. It was the easiest purchase I've made in a long time. I think all the performances are strong by the supporting cast. As for our lead, I'm not sure how much of an actor Ansel Elgort is. Is that... Famousized, I, I don't Ansel know. Ancel Elgort. Fantified. I don't know. Ansel <laughs> Elgort. He says, I'm not sure how much of an actor Ansel Elgort is, but my God, he's one hell of a movie star. Where he might stumble in delivering lines, he thrives in body language. He's able to express so much in a look or a move. He has charisma and screen presence for days. I don't think this is Wright's strongest effort, but even his misses are better than most directors' home runs. There are just little things about the film that make it fall just short of the heights of something like Sean or Hot Fuzz. For example, a minor spoiler. Uh, I'm not even going to leave it. I'm not even going to read the minor spoiler because I don't want to know it. Uh, it's also...
0: Sorry. Can I take this moment to pause and and interject that Steve and I have been talking? It all goes down in the DMs, just, just so you know. Oh. Um, but Steve and I have been yeah. talking about, <laughs> about Baby Driver today, and uh, we have cleared up that minor issue. Okay. So, so I didn't so even need to write that it. paragraph. Uh, done. <laughs> but he says, uh, it's
2: also easily his most brutal film. The action rarely pulls punches and even the nihilism of world's end never seemed as gut wrenching as some of the things in this movie. Baby driver also seems to lack the same amount of heart I've appreciated in previous Wright films. Don't get me wrong. It's certainly there mostly in our hero's relationship with his father figure and the love interest, but it never seems to balance out the insane life altering shit happening around it. Overall, Baby Driver is still one of the most fun and original things you're likely to see this summer, so everyone go out and see the damn thing, because Wright's films never seem to do great here in the States, and I would really love for that pattern to change. Crash and Burn, Steve, Like the Bird Out, sent via my pink, bedazzled iPod Mini. So thanks,
0: Steve. Uh, Steve's uh, rating has been revised to five stars, so just in case you're wondering. (laughs) You talked him into it? No, I didn't talk him him into it. We were just discussing (laughs) the movie, and I cleared up that one issue, and... Five stars. I don't even Steve. know
2: what the issue was. I just looked for the end of the parentheses that he yep. put. You did good.
1: You did good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't want to continue gushing, but seriously, this movie has been haunting me for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't stop thinking about this movie, and that I, I, I we're surrounded by negativity in the world, and like when a movie hits me this hard, I just I want to scream from the mountaintops how good it is. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
0: I just I I want to see it. I loved it. It was better than Cats. I want to see it again and again. Precisely. I almost want to see it with a notepad. That's like, that's the weird kind of thing that I want to do with this movie because of the way it does things. Mm.
4: Okay.
2: So if people want to do things like send us emails or voicemails, how would they go about doing that, BJ?
0: Well, fantastic segue, might I add. Um, (laughs) They can email us at bmf at bmfcast.com. They can find our website at bmfcast.com, which has a bunch of buttons on the right-hand side, which will take you take you to all of our social places. Or you can give us a call on the Garfield phone, the BAMFcast hotline, which is 9105 jocks bmf, or 9105569263. Uh, leave a message for Garfield. He hasn't heard from you guys in a while, and we want, we want him to stay gainfully employed. Um... <laughs> Yeah. There's yeah. also, speaking of gamefully employed, um, there's also our Patreon, which is at <laughs> patreon.com slash BMFcast. And that keeps us able to do this thing uh, without breaking our own personal banks week in and week out. And uh, you guys are handsomely rewarded for your contributions uh, with the addition of 17 million new podcasts per second posted to the uh, BMFcast Patreon. Um, that's not entirely true. It's more like number, maybe slightly seven a second, but you get a bunch of podcasts. There's like 60 years worth of archival footage, tape footage in there. Um, tapes. Yeah. No, there's just a, there's a ton of content that's, that's out there on the Patreon. And, uh, we really appreciate, uh, you guys contributing to it. So we, um, so we try to reward you with good ass content both here on the regular ass podcast and there on the paid for ass podcast all about that ass content. Yes. <laughs> ass tent.
1: Cool. Well, uh, we're going to get out of here but uh, stay tuned because we actually have a we actually do have sort of a voicemail. It's not directly to the Garfield phone, it's actually sent in via email but we we allow for that as the well. The
0: electronic Garfield yes.
1: phone. Yes. Okay. Um so we're going to we're going to we're going to leave you with that. Uh, So in the meantime, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm
0: Chuck. And this is Bamfcast out.
1: Bamfcast in my office.
2: I've been looking at your file. And I don't care that you were all a part of a crack kill squad called the Serpent's Blade and the CIA. I don't care how many medals and commendations you have, how many regimes you toppled, or pinball tournaments you won. You're in the Anytown PD now. We have rules. You guys can't be loose cannons anymore. Look at this bill. 200 million dollars in building damage, 120 million dollars in vehicle damage, 20 suspects killed, 5 civilians injured, and 2 clowns, M.I.A. I got the commissioner breathing down my ass about you guys. He wants to replace you all with Theodore Rex. And I'll be damned if this department's best cops get replaced by a son of a bitch dinosaur.
4: So go out there, find Janelli, get that motherfucker, and close this
2: case. Now get the fuck out of my office. Hey guys, be careful.